Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time. If I screw up, Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey, <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This is choked when the pressure was on. Son of the Bailey Show. Ah, here it is, a Friday, the 18th day of August, 2023. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey, Nikki D, uh, taking the day off. There's Nelson. Got a good feeling about today. What's your feeling? I noticed that when you really hit that here, that you are feeling good, and when you are feeling good, we have a super excellent show. Uh, The longer you hit the here... The better show we have. Maybe I'm being optimistic. Who knows? I like it. Uh, here's your phone number, 916-909-0985. Feel free to text us. Get on the text machine. Same number. Messaging. Data rates do apply. The Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com. Two different ways. You can get our podcast or you can stream us anytime, anyplace, anywhere. On social media, listen to the BS. Uh, and on YouTube, if you'd like to subscribe to the channel, at the Bailey Show. So all kinds of good stuff. So, yeah. Uh, Game of Tones uh, for Wolfgang Van Halen tickets. He'll be, uh, he'll be at the Ace of Spades on the 26th of this month. Uh, we're going to move that to 850 because Nikki's out. You know, she's still in Hawaii, and uh, I, I, I was over the, the Zoom thing. I couldn't do it. And I, I just couldn't do it. It was driving me absolutely insane. Um, so I was like, just take the day off. So, like, we're pulling now, but we've had this helper this week that is excellent. I think the world of this young lady, her name is Jackie. And she sits in the other room, and she's actually in our promotions department. Mm-hmm. But as we continue to make some tweaks and changes and this and this and that, we need somebody to help us out with phones. So that's a, like I've been telling you all week, like even if you don't want to talk to me, just call <laughs> up and talk to her. She's like the sweetest human being in the world. So she's going to uh, play Game of Tones with us, and then we'll also bring in one of our sales dudes, this guy Connor, really cool guy. So 8.50, we'll move that to, um, later on in the show. And at like 7.50, we'll have Scott Stapp on. You know, I did a, another one of these Odyssey check-ins, so today he's got a uh, new single that he's releasing. It's really good. It's called A Higher Power, and it's funny because, you know, and we talk about this in, in, in the conversation that you'll hear at 750, but, you know, there's this run on this inspirational and spiritual music in rock and roll, not just necessarily like in the genre of Christian rock or, uh-huh. you know, religious music or gospel or something like that. Rock and roll, you know, and, and when I say this run – Maybe it's not just rock and roll. Maybe you throw in the country as well. Country's always kind of like that. But, you know, you've got Jelly Roll, which obviously... Very inspirational. Very inspirational. Um, in my opinion, this unknown dude that came out of nowhere that became a viral sensation, that Oliver guy. The little, oh, yeah. Looks like he's an extra in Robin Hood. <laughs> yes. You know, and, you know, the media's trying to paint it up as he's like the conservative anthem guy. This dude doesn't give a damn about any of that stuff. No. He just wants to live in a better world. That's all. <laughs> Is that so wrong? He's got no ulterior motive. He's got he turned he's turned down money in the past. He's just a good old boy that likes to, you know, that that sings to help out with his mental health. Now he actually spoke out and he did this whole thing. And it was really a mental health thing. He had an accident some years ago and uh which hindered him from working and doing certain things. And while in rehabilitation, he noticed that there are certain people around him in the blue-collar world that were struggling. 
You know, I mean, we see it all the time, but nobody does anything about it. Right. You know, if you want to blame somebody, you blame your leaders. Absolutely. I don't care what color they are. And I'm not talking about race. I'm talking about the side of the aisle. You know, that's who you blame. And uh, this guy, you know, that song that he's got is, is, is phenomenal. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the Jason Aldean you know, what it's like. I mean, people are taking this stuff way out of context. Mm-hmm. It's just people that are proud of what they're proud of. Well, they want to, people want to be angry. And they sing about it. And, you know, if you don't agree with it, you try to tear them down. So, anyway, uh, Scott Stapp's new <clears throat> uh, single, Higher Power. Higher Power, right? Yeah, Higher Power. Higher Power. You know, because I, I, I keep thinking, take me to higher level. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's no, it's actually power. really, high, like, heavy, too, for, like, Scott Stapp. Uh, yeah, yeah. His solo stuff's good. I've always liked his solo stuff. You know, I mean, I he and I came from uh, same place, so I was at the station that kind of launched those guys uh, in Orlando. But and I, I know I've said that about a couple stations, but um, and a couple bands, but it's true. And and so those I go back with those guys a, a long, long time ago, mm-hmm. long, long time ago. Ooh. And you know when they were playing small shows and and, and whatnot. So. You know, the guy's gone through the ringer, man. I mean, like, yeah, if anyone has, it's him. You know, I mean, if you want to hear a real championing story of mental health, you know, probably listen to this conversation at 750 because we do get into that. And, uh, you know, kind of take a look at Scott Stapp's life. You know, I mean, he's the prototypical rock star, right? You know, the up, the down, the uh-huh. down, 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 and then the way down and the almost <laughs> down and out right. and the climb up back uh, to the top. And a lot of it that has to do with uh, not only his faith, but his family. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there, there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, all right. So, like I said, lots to do today. This, uh, I got a, today's a big day. So, I'm l- going to be a little nervous. I'm going to be quite honest with you. It's going to be a big day for me. You know, I still kind of am on East Coast time for a lot of things. And I've been stressing for the past six months about selling my house over there. Yes. I, I hate being wrong. I absolutely <laughs> hate being wrong. And I'm usually really, really good with being two steps ahead and predicting the future. You know, I'm not a soothsayer. I'm not a you know one of those guys. But I'm just saying, like, I can kind of see, I can read the room and see the writing on the wall. Like every time I've been fired, I've usually been able to call it out uh-huh. and talk about it the week prior and be like, "This is the week. This is the week." And like, I, I think I'm batting, you know, like 750 on that kind of stuff. So <laughs> it's pretty good. Well, with our house uh, uh, back in, in Georgia, it's a beautiful house. It really is. I mean, I, it, I did so much to this house. Reno the Reno. Neighbors are great. It's in a hot zip. Uh, everybody wants to, like, it, you know, just a couple years ago, it was like top 10 places to move in the country, right? Uh-huh. Especially during COVID. And so I was thinking, and it doesn't matter what the market's like, it's going to be so easy to sell this house. Now, this was six months ago. We uh, Maybe four months ago, we put the house on the market. And I, I was thinking within minutes, it's going to be, be gone. Out. Because, you know, you, we saw like during the COVID days, right, the housing market, people were paying over cash money over appraisal. Disgusting, like how bad it was. I can't believe there wasn't another bubble to burst. And so this is just, you know, kind of another example how everybody lives off of fear. The interest rates go up to curb the, you know, possible recession and inflation, this and this and that. You know, and they're at like the highest they've been in, in quite some time. I think they're at like 5 6%, something like that. It's been 22 years since it's been this high. Yeah. Do you know what it was? Do you know what the interest rates were in the 80s? Oh, like 22%. I was going to say, I thought it was over 19 for sure. If you if you are buying a house and you everybody has to live somewhere, 
right? And to say that you're going to rent instead of buy because of interest rates, that's a dumb thing to do. <laughs> you are wasting your money. I'm not saying renting is dumb, but I'm saying if that's your reasoning, that's dumb, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. You can still buy a house and get a lower interest rate. You don't have to get a conventional loan. You can get an arm for, you know, a quarter, you know, a quarter off of that and then just refinance when everything goes down, which should be over the next year sure. or next year, going into next year. I mean, that's what they predict. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. But still, you're going to have a four, five, six, seven-year gap to do whatever you want. You can even refinance into a different arm. So anyway, not to get you know nerdy and real estate stuff. Yeah, but, we're about to do a podcast here? <laughs> yeah. So this, uh, we took the house off the market as a strategy. Okay. Took the house off the market. We're putting it back on today. Uh, just to get some attention. Uh-huh. So the idea was that people that were possibly interested in it and they were waiting to see, they would be like, why is the house off the market? Okay. And, I mean, it's a long shot, right? Well, it worked. All right. So Rach gets a call yesterday from an agent saying that her client, who lives in Tennessee, loves the house and wants to know why it's off the market. And she says, well, we're about to put it back on, but I'll wait to put it back on if your client wants to go see it and make us an offer. Right. So they drove from Tennessee, got in their car, drove from Tennessee last night. Oh, that's good. And so if it's 6.10, you know, West Coast time right now, it's 9.10 their time. The next 20 minutes they're going. And we're hoping that, you know. Before the end of the show we can know. Oh, yeah. So if they don't make an offer, then we're going to put it back on the market. You know. I got a good feeling. So how do I? And well, I, well, I know you do have a good feeling because how hard earlier, how hard you hit the hold, hold, hold on, here's the thing. I've had a good feeling numerous times. That's oh, why I'm yeah. so upset with myself. <laughs> I've been wrong so many times, and I'm usually not this never this wrong. Well, it's gotta happen one time, I suppose, out no, of a thousand. No, it's happened numerous times throughout this process. Numerous times. So. I just mean in your lifetime being this wrong. It, it makes up for every other time. <laughs> You're paying with keep, interest. Keeps me up at night. So, friends, listening, cross your fingers, please. I'm sure many of you know the stress and anxiety that goes along with this kind of stuff, right? It was like, Jesus, you know. At, at first, I was sad to get rid of it. And I was like, I, I really hope it doesn't sell fast. I really, that was my mindset. I was like, I just kind of want to, you know, maybe, maybe the, you know, the bank will just say, here, take it for free. Because you, know, <laughs> you love it so much and you've done so much. To it. Yeah, that's what I was. But after a while, you get to a point where you're like, just get rid of it. For the love of God, somebody just grab it. Anyway. Uh, in your opinion, is it better to be with someone, get with someone, stay with someone because of their looks? And if you're madly in love with that person or you're all into them, does it matter if they're a little cuckoo upstairs? Because that seems like what the case is with, uh, old Britney Spears, <laughs> this poor girl, man, she's going through guy after guy after guy. And I think every guy is going Man, this girl's got a screw loose upstairs, right. unfortunately, right. you know, because you don't want to see that. Uh, and then if you're going to cheat, which the allegations are there, what are the rules of cheating? It's always cheat up, right? Or do well, you cheat down and have a a, a, metho- a a method of cheating down to justify your cheating ways? Anyway, there's a lot to unpack with this. This is, this is getting really good. This is very drama-esque. Uh, with this. So we'll talk about that here in a minute. 916-909-0985. You want to start us off? It's the BS. Hang on. You want to know who writes the best teases? Entertainment Tonight, you know, years ago, kind of 
got credit for being you know, like be you know starting the master class on a tease you know and in the entertainment business you know we now live off these teases for you the audience where it's you know it's uh you know coming up it's you know like the news for example you know you'll you'll get the news in the morning uh, or you'll see a promo during the day or something like at six o'clock make sure you tune in to news 27 you'll find out how the end of the world is going to happen in just two weeks time or will it you know (laughs) so you tune in at six for the end of the world details and then they they finally get to it and then when they get to it it's like We'll have part two of this story tomorrow. <laughs> you know, so it just keeps stretching you on because I guess in the entertainment world, uh, we just don't think we can talk to the audience and no. we have to, you know, do all these little gimmick things. Anyway, uh, Nextdoor, the app, is brilliant at their teases when they give you, and I don't know how I, why I get these, but these notifications on a late, like the latest post. Yes. And I get them all the time and they suck me in. I just got one that says, my dad was hit by dot dot dot. By what? I don't know. I had to. I got to still click it. Oh. I have no idea. The other night there was one that says, uh, "I know, I know the world's a crazy place, but there's no need to do this." Dot dot dot. I'm like, oh my god, these are great. They and they're you know, it's not like one person that's writing them and sending them out. There's uh-huh. an algorithm yep. that grabs so many words, but. I don't know. Those are pretty good. They suck me in every time. So nice job, uh, next door. You got the best teases in the business. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so if you care about Britney Spears, you may or may not, but the story is very interesting, right? So Britney Spears, the pop princess, blah, 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 blah. She's like on her third or fourth husband, this dude, Sam, who I don't even know who he is. I don't know what he does. He's just like a really pretty man. Uh-huh. You know, I don't even know if he talks. I don't even think I've ever heard the guy talk. Not once. Uh, so, you know, just like overnight, they're, they're getting divorced. And you're like, okay, who cares? Big deal. You know, and if you've ever been divorced, whenever you see someone else get divorced, y- you get interested because you're like, well, what if there's any similarities in my uh-huh. divorce, right? <laughs> so there's a couple things here. One, there's the cheating aspect of it. So this dude claims that Britney Spears had cheated with an employee working at their home. Oh. And to add to that, she asked another employee to take video of her naked. She has been posting some weird stuff online. And you wonder who's filming it. Apparently, it's an employee. Yeah, like, this poor guy that's just trying to clean the pool is like, you know, doesn't speak any English. And he's like, oh, I'm just I'm just here to clean the pool, ma'am. I, I, <laughs> ma'am, I'm just, can you, can you just relax? But, you know, what, what a great job to work for Britney Spears if she's going to not only sleep with you, but ask you to film her naked. I mean, that's a pretty good gig. Yeah, it's perks is what they call that. That is perks. <laughs> So I don't know if this guy found the videos or, you know, the, the pool guy's like, Mr. Sam, I got to tell you, I just don't feel comfortable cleaning the pool when you're not at home. <laughs> Your wife makes me do weird things. Can you please be at home on Tuesdays around 1230 when I clean the pool? Because it's just very, very odd. Also, she's obsessed with knives. She keeps them all over the house for protection. Uh, and she's prone to just kind of, you know, who does she think is coming? Well, you know, I'm going to give her this one because I'm a, I leave weapons around the house too. That's fair. But I don't fly off the handle. Supposedly she does. Right. And this uh, Sam guy was worried that she was going to hurt herself or even him. I guess um, she's been physically abusive to him, at least he claims, allegedly, mm-hmm. for years. And one time she gave him a black eye while he was sleeping. 
That's what he says, at least. And uh, then there's a prenup that's involved. He can't be getting much. Nothing. There's nothing. It's Even so, with her cheating. Again, this is what I read, but it, he gets nothing in it, but he wants for her to pay for the legal fees during the divorce. I feel like that's fair. You think that's fair? Yeah. yeah. You just got all that money back from the conservatorship. You had that stint in Vegas. So do you, like, do you, if if you're with a woman, right? All, all guys have been with a woman that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it... Here's the difference between guys being with crazy women and women being with crazy guys. At least this is my opinion. Feel free to correct me anytime if you if you feel I'm off here. But like guys will live with crazy women. If if they fit the mold, like if they're if they're really good looking, they have something to offer that a guy in his mind, you know, cuz we're visual creatures, right? right? A guy in his mind is like, you know, yeah, she's nuts, she's crazy. But she's so gorgeous, or she's such this, or she's so successful, or she's so this or that. I can justify every once in a while her throwing hot coffee on me, you know, yeah. in, in public. In public. It, it's fine. I can do that. Now, the opposite of that is a woman with a crazy guy. Now, that's more serious, right? Because crazy guys get violent. Yeah, they'll kill you. They are uh, extremely, you know, possessive. And so it's like scary when a guy's crazy, but when a woman a woman's crazy, I think yeah, like women are trying to run from the guy that's crazy, mm-hmm. like to the point where they're getting restraining orders. Yeah, I'm trying to run to him. Yeah, the guys run to crazy women. Mm-hmm. I almost think that there are some women that exist that know that they're crazy, and they use that as an aphrodisiac for certain guys. They know the guys that want that. But there's also two different types of crazy. And that's, there's grippy socks crazy, which I believe Britney Spears is starting to fall into. And then there's just toxic crazy. I like toxic women. Okay. I don't know why. You I just, should get that shirt. That's awesome. <laughs> I just do. I love toxic women. I love them. That's so, my brand so, of crazy. So define a toxic woman. Uh, she gaslights you. She constantly like makes you think that you're crazy. She deflects all the time. She doesn't want to take ownership of any of her stuff. She'll fly off the handle. Well, that sounds really unhealthy. It is. Yeah, I would probably prefer the first crazy. Yeah, well, but then you wake up with a black eye. I'd rather wake up with a ba- a black eye than being brainwashed and to think that I'm George Washington or something. I don't know, man. I mean, that's, why, like- that's why I couldn't put Trudy One down. She was the first one to ever successfully gaslight me, and now I'm like enamored. Well, <laughs> just just because a woman gaslights you or makes you believe something, that doesn't mean she's crazy. That's in every woman's DNA. They're born with it. Like, you know, how, you know, how girls are born now knowing how to take the perfect picture like they're all models. Uh-huh. Right. That's that's in girls DNA. They're born with it right now. All women are born with the way to to. Okay, have you ever seen the movie The Scorpion King? I have with The Rock. I have. OK. And the scene with um, uh, what's her name uh, that plays the 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 sorceress. Yes. I know okay. who you're talking. Okay. about. Really beautiful girl. Uh huh. Plays the sorceress, and she uh, she used to date the guy from um, SR seventy one, and I made fun of her for. It's wow, a name I haven't heard in forever. And and so so there's a scene in there where she, she's like being held against her will to uh-huh. provide the future for the the bad the bad king. Yes, and he wants to sleep with her, mm-hmm. and she says, "If you sleep with me, I lose my powers." And then when she meets the Rock, the Rock kidnaps her. But they fall in love, then she, you know, they start getting it on, and he says, "Well, I thought you lose your powers 
you know, if if you you know, you know sleep with you because she goes, oh, at the end she goes, oh, I see this being a very prosperous business. And he goes, well, I thought you would lose your powers if right. you you know you know you know. Mm-hmm. And she goes, mm, well, that's an old family trick, right? Uh, that's that's what I'm talking. Right. It took me a minute to get there, but <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's women are born with that kind of stuff. So. You know, I mean, I think my wife tries to do little things like that here and uh-huh. there, but this brain up here is bulletproof. Oh, I can't say the same. I can't. What are you doing? Yeah, say the same. So you cheat. Now, when you cheat, right, you cheat up. That's the rule. I think you want to be cheated on up, but I think more often than not, people cheat down. Because cheating is about convenience. And power. I will give you that. Yeah. A la Arnold Schwarzenegger and maybe even Britney Spears in this uh, regard. I don't know. Uh, power number one, convenience two. Power, people cheat for men cheat for power. Mm-hmm. Uh, women cheat for companionship. I can see that. Yeah. So that that's that's the two different thing. But if she's cheating with, let's say the, I mean, we can assume that the employee at the house would be cheating down if we're yes. going to do a status thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that is power. She's she she's paying them. She hires them. She's in a mood. She wants companionship. Uh, she's developed a relationship with whomever in the in the house. This guy's out, and she's like, "Let why not? Let's just it's it is convenient, right? It is convenient." Mm-hmm. If I'm her husband, like that's the other thing. When you're cheated on, and we've all been cheated on, I've been cheated on. You look at the person that you've been cheated on with. Like if my wife cheated on me with a rock. I'd give her a high five. Right. I'd be like, dude, that's way cool. Whoa, what's he like? I'd be like, thank you. Can I come to the next yeah. session, please? You guys need a cameraman? But if she's cheating on me with Chris Rock's brother, <laughs> right, then I'm upset. <laughs> so there's there's a level there's a level oh of when you're gonna when you're gonna feel okay. Uh-huh. So you cheat up, but if you cheat down, are you doing that for the ultimate receipt? Like, you know, deep down inside that, like, you know, I could get better, but I'm going to cheat down because when they find out and I'll make sure they find out and I want out of this anyway, I want them to know that that's where they stood in my life. That's dastardly on another level. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. What do you want then? You you want to be cheated up on, right? Like you just said. Oh, I, w- I would want to be cheated up on. Absolutely. Yeah. It would drive me insane to be cheated down. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. There, there's, you know, yeah. and who are you mad at? Are you mad at him? Are you mad at both of them? Are you mad at just her? Oh, they the car blows up with both of them in it. Okay, yeah, Fair. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They're both they're both at fault. <laughs> Somebody told me what it was. Where I was having a similar. I mean, this, having a similar conversation years ago. They're like. If I walked in and my wife was cheating on me and somebody was in my bed, uh, I wouldn't do anything to them, um, but I would be mad at her because it's her fault. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you are the biggest pansy I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I go, it's right then and there, it's not about cheating. It's about there's somebody in your bed. Well, yes. Like, that's I'm mad at that first. I mean, I spend... How many hours a day, a week, a month, a year, a lifetime in my bed? Yeah. That's my bed. That's your safe place. I don't care what you're doing in my bed, mm-hmm. but it's still my bed. You get, get, you're getting ass kicking because you're in my bed. That's like first that. and foremost. Then now we get to you banging my whatever. Mm-hmm. That's an extra ass kicking. You know? <laughs> you're just racking them up, dude. Deal with the wife later. But, uh, <laughs> like, you know, for, for people that say, I don't think there's a guy or a woman 
that if they walked into their house, and I've known a few, you know, that have walked in and actually caught their significant other cheating. Supposedly, this Sam guy says he saw the video, right? He says uh, he's seen he's seen video of her doing whatever with the employees. And as soon as you notice the video, how long? How much of it are you watching? That's a great question. Because you're only going to get madder or sadder as you're watching it. There's no point where you break through to the other side and it's hot. Well, guys, we want to know everything. Yeah. But us guys don't want to know everything. But we ask every single question possible. Right. Even though deep down inside we don't want to know. I don't want that answer, but I have to have the answer. But I have to have the answer. Yeah. (laughs) So I think most guys are watching. I know women are watching all of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I th- and taking notes so she can dissect you about it later. Right, you don't do that with me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that move. When did you learn the Swedish corkscrew? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I asked you to Swedish corkscrew me one time, and you would not do that. But you did it with the maid, Maria. You know, yeah, whoever. Safe. Yeah, safe. I wasn't. <laughs> That's safe. I saw you. Italian, Spanish. Yep, yep that's safe. Yes, that's fair. It's ethnically neutral. Uh, all right. Well, good luck to those two. But like I said yesterday, she's now obtainable. So if you find a, a Britney Spears at a Starbucks, you can walk up and shoot your shot because I, you know, she just keeps going down and down and down. She's never been married to like a high-profile dude. No. You know, she's never been, you know, like uh, whoever the flavor of the week is. And, you know, and I think a lot of this, too, like these people go crazy, especially somebody like that. She was, you know, in the 90s, in the early 2000s, she was on top of the world. Yes. She she couldn't walk anywhere without getting mobbed. She can walk into Starbucks right now and be okay. Maybe somebody says something to her. Not that she doesn't still have a name. Yeah. But, you know, you turn on the news or the radio or you look on your phone and you see these younger artists like Taylor Swift or Carrie Underwood and what they're doing, you have to have this feeling of time passing you by. Yes. That's why we see celebrities take their own lives. I really believe that. You know, and it's sad and it's it's not fair and it's not right. They should, you know, there's ways out, of course. But they, uh, they, they look at that and they go, you know, that was me just 18 years ago, 19, they're celebrating every anniversary of their success. And like, why can't I have that continued success? I'm still fairly young. I'm in good shape. But maybe I can't do that anymore. Maybe I can't. And they struggle with father time. Yes. Like we all do. And uh, and I think that's why they get to this type of point in their lives. Well, and you can't reclaim that high. How many times have we talked to artists, specifically you, Bailey, and you've said, is there anything akin to walking out in front of 100,000 people? No, you can't capture that. No. And there's a, going to be a point where you're not going to draw those people anymore. Unless you're Ozzy, who's a freak of nature, you know. Right. Well, actually... I have a conversation on that, I think, later on the show about smaller venues because what's happening with bigger venues? Uh-huh. It's, you know, you see, the, you see the circle of life with these artists and they go from small venue, small venue, small venue to make it up to the large venues, stadium tours, all that stuff. And that's great and that's cool to be in front of that crowd. But all these artists will tell you, yes, there is a rush from all that energy, you know, being in front of a Woodstock 99 crowd or something mm-hmm. like that. But there's no, nothing beats an intimate setting with your audience. Nothing beats it. Mm-hmm. And then as their careers kind of, you know, not they just change. They, yeah, they, yeah, they kind of go down a little bit. They start playing the intimate venues again. Which is really great. And I think they appreciate that. So, anyway. All right. 
First round of headlines. Two big stories from today. Nelson doing it for Nikki D. What you got? We're going to tell you about how they're starting to trim the top side of the Maui uh, infrastructure when it comes to their leaders as a fallout from the fire continues. And the rumor mill is going to try and get you with the headline today. We're going to get out in front of it for you. All right. Uh, two big stories from today. First round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. And a big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. That is your website. They'll actually be out at uh, my house on Monday. Hmm. Have them tweak something for me. Best service, best price, that is guaranteed. That's no BS. First round of headlines, Nelson. Not only was the Maui fire predictable, it was predicted. The Maui Emergency Management Agency knew last week could get dangerous fast. August 7th, warning its Civic Alert subscribers and followers on social media about extreme high wind conditions ahead that could topple power poles and lines. The administrator of Maui's Emergency Management Agency has resigned amid allegations of not doing enough when it came to warning the residents of Maui. More details are emerging about electrical grids and out-of-date power lines and things that hadn't been updated. Infrastructure is the hot-button issue here with what has caused these fires in Maui. I wish they would be honest. He didn't resign. He was fired. No, he wasn't fired. Oh. They, somebody probably, again, this is, I, I'm speculating, but somebody somebody came to him and said, dude, you got to go. <laughs> Do you, oh, okay. Would yeah. you like to walk away gracefully? You know, because this is the same guy that stood behind, you know, and I knew he was done after he stood behind the, the sirens thing. Uh-huh. You know what he said? Yes, uh, there's, I stand behind not running the, okay, you might have a point. I don't know your business, but you have thousands of people suffering and everybody's mad at you. And if they're mad at you for the sirens, just apologize, dude. Yeah. Like ease their pain a little bit. This is not the time to stand up on your podium <laughs> and be a tough guy right. and go, I know what I'm doing. You obviously are in a bad spot, so just just apologize. And for him to resign at this time. Amidst all of this still going on. I mean, like, this dude's bad. Like, you don't, you don't walk away when the times get tough. Right. You know, this is where you kind of balls up. Even if you're wrong and you made a mistake, this is where you fix your mistakes. You can't go backwards, but nope. you can control today and you can control tomorrow for the most part. And if you're going to step down, step down after we fix the island and found the over 1,000 residents that still remain unaccounted for. What he should do is he should say, you know what, I'm appointing my assistant. He or she can do a better job than I can, but I'm still going to volunteer. That's, <clears throat> wow. See, you should be a PR guy. That's what that guy should do because, you know, it's just a bad look. And, you know, and, and there's a bigger picture to this because this goes on every single one of you listening right now. Like if you sit back and you kind of pick apart the infrastructure argument debate that the people in Maui are having and that these fires were predictable and predicted. Yes. It, it, the, the problem is, is more people doing more jobs, getting paid less money. Yeah. Things fall through the cracks. And nobody wants to have something extra on their plate when you're at that position, right? Mm -hmm. You've got a docket. You've got things that you have to do. And most of those things that you're doing are told to you by the higher-ups. Yes. They're not you doing what you need to do. Mm -hmm. 
So the things fall through the cracks and then just get pushed to the side and pushed to the side. You know, you can't have some guy that's in the field, you know, start sending emails and going through protocol and saying, hey, look, these power lines are bad. I mean, I saw video footage of these power lines. that Somebody took them prior to the fires. Mm-hmm. There's trees resting on the power. The power right. The power lines are not elevated to the point where branches and trees can't get to them. They're literally in the middle, at the bottom of the branches of some of these trees. Yeah, like a house height. We're not talking, like you said, giant scaffolding and things that are way up in the sky. And when things like that get overlooked because people don't have the time, because they're overworked, I mean, that's the way of the world, right? Nobody now just does their job. You have to do numerous jobs. Mm-hmm. If not, you're not doing your job. Right. And you're lazy, right? You have to do numerous things in order to stay in your workplace. Uh, and that's just the way of the world, right? That's, that's just the thing. Like, if you work a 9 to 5, you don't work a 9 to 5. I mean, most of you don't work a nine to five, especially if you're in the corporate world and you're checking emails. Even if you check an email at seven thirty at night and you got off at five, you're on the clock. Yes, you're working. You're it's still a, working. It's you're, a twenty four hour gig. You're always working, you know, and you're thinking about tomorrow. You're yes. always working. I know I am. I mean, right. twenty four seven. I like it though. You know, I yeah. like I, I like the yeah. But we come from a time when that's what you're supposed to do. Like you're supposed to work. You're trying to say like a younger generation is five o'clock and I'm out. And yeah, four fifty-five. And by the way, nine to five is way too long. Yeah, yeah. I I can do a YouTube video, get it done, and up in three hours. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I get a million hits, I got a couple thousand dollars. Uh, I'm good for a week. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Easy money. Well, that's you know, and that's that's another thing right now. That's people are trying to find a way to get easy money. You know, what's what's the side hustle? And there's companies that take advantage of that. Uber, for example, right? Easy money. Easy money in your pocket. I've got plenty of friends that drive for Uber or DoorDash or Uber Eats or stuff like that on top of what they do for a living. Because it's, you know, there's a guy that I know that works a nine to five, uh, comes home, spends time with his family, eats dinner, waits for his kids to go to bed, then drives Uber until the wee hours of the morning, comes back home in time for them to get up and go to school, if it's the school year, mm-hmm. and then goes off to work. And he does that so he can pay for their future, their college future. Exactly. Not even knowing if they're going to college. They better. But he, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So he does that in anticipation of sending it. I mean, he's a, he's a good person. He's a good dad. You know, and, but that's why, you know, and he's got a good job, mm-hmm. like a really good job. I'm going, Not one that he needs to be working Uber, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> No, I mean that's 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 what we were always taught, right? Our parents taught us you you know you you go to school, you get good grades, you get a uh, you go to a, a college or whatever, you graduate from college, and as soon as you're out, right, you get a job, you work, boom, you got a great job as soon as you're out of college, and it's your dream job, mind you. Yes. So you get into your dream job, you find yourself a, a you know a companion, you buy yourself a house, you have a white picket fence, you have a dog, you live there the rest of your life, by the way. And uh, your job, there's never, as long as you're doing your job, there's never an issue of getting fired. So you're there for 30, 40, 50 years until you retire, which, by the way, is 65. And then, you know, they throw a party, they give you a watch, and you have a pension, and uh, then you live out your days. Right. That was the American dream. That was what life was like. That's totally gone. And I don't know, like, the day that it changed, 
and maybe for the better or for the worse, I don't know, but that, that whole theory is done. It's not a thing anymore. The thing of you just having a job mm-hmm. and doing one thing, one task for your job, those days are done. Yeah. You know, unless you work in like a factory or something maybe. But, uh, you know, a corporate job, that's not happening. It's just not going to happen. So, anyway, uh, remember, rocktheboardwalk.com, our friends over there are, uh, you know, giving a percentage of the proceeds for all the shows leading up to that September uh, event that mm-hmm. they're going to have with all the bands and whatnot. So you can go to their website and get all those details there. So good stuff if you're trying to find a way to help. All right, second headline. When it comes to the Tuies, the rumor mill has started spinning. I get a call from Steven Spielberg, Harvey Weinstein. I had to give him the right to use our name. And I said, I'll give you the right to use the name if I get to read the script and, and approve it or unapprove it. If all you're doing is listening to a headline or looking at a headline, then you are being subverted, and they're trying to work you on this one. That is a clip of the Tuies on a show called Below Deck in 2017. And the headlines all read, Tui family brags about deal on Blindside. I don't think they did. No, they didn't. All he did was just kind of like say, oh, Spielberg called, Mm -hmm. and I said if we're going to license the story out, you got to let us have approval of the script. And Harvey Weinstein. Like, that guy's name is mentioned. That guy never goes away. <laughs> You're right. He's the, guy, the gift that keeps on giving. Like, one of the worst human beings God put on this earth. <laughs> guy's mentioned in every major motion picture. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> that sucks to be, like, <laughs> tied to that guy forever and yes. ever, right? Uh, yeah, th- I think this will go away pretty quickly. You know, the the, the blindside thing. Mm-hmm. It, 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 like, Michael Orr's... He's he's really getting beat up here. I don't know if he thought like he would, you know, win the internet or I think that's what he's trying to do. Or he would be able to. You know, the the, the Tuies are like, and they all, the Tuies said, "Hey, look, you can have the conservatorship." I think they're ending it next week on on their own. Yeah, they're they're, they're just like whatever. Yeah, you you can have it. They're 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 bailing on is the it, conservatorship. Is that kicking him out of the family then? I mean, because that's technically the, his adoption to them. Yeah, I guess it would be. Right. Wow. If you get if you if you are brought in, and the people sad. that the people that bring you in don't, don't adopt you, but they make make they're your conservators, uh-huh. and then has anybody been fired from their conservatorship? <laughs> like I don't think it works that way. It's like it's usually the conservator that's fired, right? Yeah. A la Britney Spears. So the conservatorship stuff's new to me, but this is really new to be fired from a. It's yeah. like it's like your your the person that cuts your hair firing you. <laughs> right. I which, I, which, by the way, I've had happen. Really? Yeah. Because you had what, rogue hairs that she couldn't take care of? Those cowlicks were too much? No. I never told you that story. The the the, the late thing. and Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I do remember that. <laughs> somebody called up on the radio show, and she was mad. And I, was <laughs> like, I was like, so, yeah. Don't believe everything you hear on the radio. Because she was late to my appointment, and I left because I had somewhere to go. Yeah. I mean, like, really, like 20 minutes. So I had to go. Uh-huh. You know, guy's hair. You go in, boom, in and out. 20 minutes is the haircut. And uh, then I make another appointment, and she's late again or something, and I, and I just left. And then I tried to make another appointment, and they said, yeah, she no longer wants to cut your hair. <laughs> wow, you got fired from hair. I was like, I've never been fired from somebody that cuts my hair. <laughs> like, I didn't like her anyway. I don't want your money anymore. <laughs> so I remember telling the story in the air, and then she had somebody call, and was like, well, he's cheap anyway. I'm like, I'm cheap. You talking about? It was grandfathered in, twenty dollars a haircut. Charge more, I guess. And I give you, uh, I think I gave her like five or ten dollar tip. So the next girl that took that worked there, she started cutting my hair. 
the first haircut, you know, was, again, $20. I gave her a $100 tip. You're so petty. Just, I to, love, just to be a dick. I love how petty you are sometimes. Like, I am here for it. Is it isn't that the greatest, like, receipt? Yes. He was like, yeah, ah, ah. take this and you're cheap. Uh, so yesterday, you know, we had told you about uh, Guns N' Roses having a um, a new song for the first time in, in many, many years. It's actually, you know, stuff back from the Chinese Democracy uh, sessions. So, I mean, it's new, released, but, you know, the lyrics have been around and, and all that stuff for a minute. Anyway, Mickey, our midday girl, uh, she played that for you. And I hope you enjoyed it. It's actually a pretty good song. So, you know, we, we were kind of having a conversation, and, and I want to bring it up again about, and, and I want you to answer this, like, do you accept new music from older bands? I mean, I know the answer to that. It's no. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the next part of that is why. Uh-huh. Why don't we want to accept new music from new bands? You know, you can make the argument of, okay, well, radio doesn't play them. Okay. Maybe, possibly, that's true. Uh, I mean, we are playing the new, 98 Rock is new, playing the new Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. I remember when Journey put out a new song with uh, the new lead singer. No, Or NATO or that. whatever. Canceled. And, you know, nobody cared. No. But it's Journey. Like, anything Journey touches should be fire emoji, right? Yeah, but it's also, it's not like when ACDC had to replace Bon Scott. Brian Johnson doesn't sound anything like Bon Scott. So now you're telling me you're putting out new Journey that sounds like the old guy? Okay, well, we'll have that conversation <laughs> if you'd like to get in on it. 916-909-0985. You can also use that to get on the text machine if you can't pick up your telephone and <laughs> talk verbally. That's fine as well. All right, give us a minute here. Hang on. Hey, thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Nikki D's uh, off today. Here's Nelson. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. So those people get to the house, right? <laughs> I'm addicted to watching people walk in my You're house so that I'm creepy. trying to sell in, back in Georgia. Such a creep. It's not a creeper. I'm just curious. Right? I know, but it's... You know, but it's it's funny. Every guy... So there's a... Like, when you walk into the house, there's this, like, elevated little patio. It's not a stoop, but... This little patio out front that's covered. You know, the houses in the south are different than than over here, obviously. But, you know, it's not traditional, but it's like traditional, but not traditional kind of. Anyway, you know, and it's all wood except for the the, the composite uh, banister and stuff that I put in. And every guy that walks in has to do the guy thing. They they do this. They go. <laughs> they all. Like, like you're gonna be able to tell what type of wood that is. <laughs> like what? Is this teak? And then, and then they grab the they grab the wood and they kind of they kind of they kind of shake it a little bit. Uh-huh. Like this, yeah, this is good. This is good, good, it's good, good, wood. good workmanship right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a guy thing to do, you know. But I'd probably do the same thing. I'm not making fun. I just think it's uh, it's funny, you know. So uh, yesterday, uh, we here at 98 Rock debuted, uh, world premiered the new Guns N' Roses, perhaps. Um, which is from the Chinese Democracy Sessions, you know, so it's new music released. But like a lot of these artists, especially older artists, you know, they've got tons and tons of music that just they've never released, you know, they, they, for whatever reason. You know, and, and, and you, you get new music from an artist, and I think some of us, you know, maybe the, I don't know, diehard rock people more, uh-huh. more maybe, I don't know. You kind of get excited when you hear new music from well, artists you, that you like? Yeah, because what's that mean? They're going to tour again, and you're going to have an opportunity to see them. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's, you just, I don't know. If you're a fan, you want you want to see new stuff, and you want to see new stuff. Mm-hmm. The old stuff's always going to be the best, and it's going to be very, very difficult to beat that. 
But I think the the overall thing for people mm-hmm. is nobody wants to hear new music from older artists. Would you say that's correct? Yes. If there's been a significant gap. I think if you've been putting out albums consistently, I think you get away with it a little bit. But, like, if there's a 10-year gap or something in there, doesn't that kind of sometimes feel like in the back of your mind it's just a cash grab? Um, I, I mean, I, I, maybe I don't look that much into it. Uh, I, 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 actually, no. You know what? You know how I see it? I see it as they want at least one more run, one more stab at it. Uh-huh. You know, yes, maybe the popularity is there. And, I mean, you see bands kind of have resurgences because of the new trend. You know, the 80s hair bands, you know, so they, 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 they started touring again. They were, I remember there was a lull. Like, nobody cared about the 80s hair bands. It was, like, from late 90s to uh-huh. maybe late to, uh, like, 2009, 10, you know? They, they were just, it was a it was Yeah, a, you're right. They had disappeared. It was a joke. You didn't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. And, I you know, and I know a few of those guys. One in particular, Rest of Soul, Randy Ran who was the original uh, bassist for the band Autograph. And I remember asking him, I said, what did you do? I mean, you know, they, let's be honest, Autograph has one big song, right? It's, you know, turn on the radio, you know. What did you do during that time? Like, what did, he's like, I I made belts. He did. He was, he was like a leather guy. He made belts and he made leather vests. And that's, that's how he got money. And then autographs start touring again when they had the resurgence. Metallica, you know, um, they got a lot of grief when like Saint Anger came out. Well, Saint Anger, sure, Death Magnet, you know, but Saint Anger they had taken a, a hiatus. Yes. And then when they came out, they wanted to do something different and new, and they had the well, yeah, they were showcasing the new bassist, the documentary. Yeah, it showed how Rob got in the band and all yep. stuff. So they had the documentary that, that that went along with it, and then it went into kind of looking at. Metallica as human beings. Yes, the Person, therapy that they went through. Therapy, the strife, the the inner. I don't think anybody wanted to see that with Metallica. They want them, like you don't want to know that Superman cries at night. Right? Oh, that's good. You you want to you want to look at your good. heroes that they have no problems, no issues, uh-huh. and what they are for two plus hours on stage is what they are all the time. You know, deep down inside, that's not true, but that's what we as fans want. From our artist. We don't want to see that documentary, I don't think. That's why it, I don't want to say it bombed, because I actually I didn't mind saying anger. Actually, I liked it. See, again, I'm a Metallica fan. See, I was just gonna say that. Unpopular opinion. I liked Saint Anger. I'm a Metallica fan, so I can appreciate like they put it out. Look, might not be my favorite song. Is it gonna be better than Enter Sandman to me? Probably not, because that's my Metallica. Is it gonna be better than one? Probably not. That's my Metallica. But you put out, you know, some of this other stuff, even the stuff on the new album, it's Metallica. It's good. Yes. It's not ever going to compare or hold up to me personally, but I think you release that stuff for a new audience. They're like, oh, my dad listened to Metallica. Mm -hmm. So my dad's Metallica is one. My dad's Metallica is Enter Sandman. My dad's Metallica is Fuel and For for Whom the Bell Tolls, Master of Puppets, you know, all that stuff. But my Metallica is now this, mm. you know, and I think that's good because it keeps music alive. Aerosmith, I would say, is the poster child for this conversation. Uh huh. When um, Get a Grip came out, 
And, you know, because Aerosmith goes back to the late 70s. Right. So even maybe even before that. So when I'm in high school and, you know, you're getting pump and get a grip mm-hmm. and those types, those types of albums and crying and the video with, you know, the debut of his daughter and Alicia Silverstone and the yep. Catholic girl outfits and stuff like that. You know, when you could put good looking girls in rock and roll videos yeah. and showcase how good looking they are. That was my Aerosmith. Uh huh. My brother's Aerosmith, in which he introduced me to music as a kid. It's like Dream On. It was Dream On, which mm-hmm. is one of my all time favorite songs. Yes. So I had an appreciation for Aerosmith, but when Get a Grip, that was my Aerosmith. Uh huh. So at that age, high school age, I'm not saying, oh my God, Aerosmith's putting out new music. See, that's the problem when we get older. You know, we've seen the bands. You know, I think it's like age 37 or 38, statistically or scientifically, they say, your brain doesn't want to listen to new music. Oh, that makes sense. You've grown up with the band at this point, and now just physically you don't want it. Right, because your your life is already preoccupied. Unless you're in the business, mm-hmm. you know, if like you're a record rep or something like that, yeah. it, you, don't, you don't care about new music because you have your nest egg, mm-hmm. and you have so much other stuff going on in your life. You don't have time to go and... In, 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 and, and put your time and effort into new music. Yeah, I went. I experienced a period of that. It was actually a little earlier than that, in my early 30s. And then for whatever reason, maybe it was my divorce that kicked it off, I really got back into music in my late 30s. Yeah, I think people take a dip sometimes, right? Uh-huh. You know? Uh, like it had just lost the magic for me, music had, for a little while. Euphoria from uh, Def Leppard was another one of those examples because, you know, when... You know, Def Leppard, I, Def Leppard's not a hair band to me. No. Def, they have a look, but. Def Leppard's always been, they're kind of an anomaly, right? They're uh-huh. a rock and roll band that has kind of their own sound. And, I mean, they experimented with, um, do you want to get rocked? You know, <laughs> right. And that album, which people hated, but that I don't know if that was my Def Leppard, but that was part of my, like, I, I was like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm digging this Def Leppard. Yeah. Right? It's funny to hear those guys talk about that album because it was, there was a lot of experimentation going on <laughs> with that album versus the stuff that they did before. And it can go either really well for you or it can go really bad. But, you know, when you had Nirvana and the Pearl Jams and the Grunge Era come in, they just wiped all this stuff out. I mean, it was a joke. Right. If you looked at like what you're listening to in the grunge era mm-hmm. and that version of rock and roll, I mean, it it wiped out the thought process that Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, Kicks, Steelheart, all oh, yeah. those Warren, those bands were jokes. I know. And like overnight. Because of the look and the feel. Because everybody associates rock and roll with hardcore. Mm-hmm. And in the eighties, Hardcore was teased hair and makeup and, you know, bandanas around. I mean, that was the tough guy look. Yes. And then you get into this grunge era where, you know, it's the 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 flannel and the jean shorts and the Doc Martens and the no washed hair. And, and I, I don't give mom. it him and I hate my mom, the latchkey kid generation. Yeah. You're like, this is true hardcore rock and roll. Yeah. Right. All while, you know. Rob Halford sitting back going, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Rob Halford sitting back, riding his motorcycle around going, I've seen this a million times over again, mate. What are you talking about? 
picks up the phone and calls Ozzy and goes, it's happening again, mate. <laughs> uh, here's another album I really enjoyed. Motley Crue's Saints of Los Angeles. And a really good tour, too. Because this was around uh, when Nikki Six Band, 6 a.m. comes out. Mm-hmm. Which is a good band. Yes. A very good band. And when they toured, they toured with Papa Roach. Papa Roach was on the bill. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And Papa Roach, again, my opinion, and I know I'm biased because uh, I'm a fan of Jacoby's, but uh, they're one of the best, if not the one of the best live bands you can see. Yes, I agree. They never phone it in. They're, I've, I've been to numerous Papa Roach shows. I've never seen those guys phone it in once. And the most humble dudes. Down to earth. We'll take time to talk to anybody. But uh, the Saints of uh, Los Angeles, good album. Good tour, too, for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, uh, which, you know, if you didn't figure out the alliteration there. but So that album from Van Halen, because the 90s didn't do Van Halen any favors. I mean, you had the Gary Sharon era of Van Halen. People didn't like that all that much. You know, another thing with Motley Crue, the Karabi days. You know, that Karabi album is actually really good. Some people uh-huh. argue that the John Karabi Motley Crue album was the best Motley Crue album. I mean, I would have a, I would debate that, but that's the best Motley Crue musically album they've ever done. Okay. You know, most put together. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen the movie, uh, the show, the movie Dirt, like the best part in that whole entire thing is when Vince Neil leaves the band right after Dr. Feelgood and they go into the studio to work on new music, uh-huh. and the band is just toxic. It's just falling apart. It's imploding. But the 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 camera shot before they go into the fight in the uh, studio, the side of the building is a mural of Pearl Jam's tent. Oh yeah. So it just, I mean, just that quick shot foreshadowing what was about to happen to the, all of the shows music. you where the world was at. Uh huh. You know, guys got older, they've run their, they, they, they've done their thing, they've run their course, and there's a different, people don't want to listen to that anymore. So, uh, that's just a few, I don't know. Uh, it, it's just, it's funny how people tick, right? You know, where it's like, uh, new music, not interested. Uh-huh. I think it's, I think it has a lot to do with the, with the gap, and if you don't sound different. My biggest complaint is, and I won't, I won't bash anybody, but there have been a couple of artists, even recently, that have had a gap and they put out new music and it sounds like someone tried to write a song by that artist. You know what I mean by that? No. It's like, um, I'll, I'll say it. I shouldn't. I will. I feel like the new Godsmack, the first one that they, they released, sounded like Godsmack just tried to write a Godsmack song. Oh, they tried too hard is what you're saying. Yeah, like it's just like, oh, we're going to write a Godsmack song as opposed to like just really giving us what they gave us in the past. And I'm a Godsmack fan, so that's why it Well, they, that's why I didn't want to say it, but there's an argument to be that that can be made that one of the reasons Chester from Lincoln Park took his life, uh-huh, if that's what you believe, was because of the backlash that they got on the last album that they produced. They tried to do some things differently and didn't come across as Linkin Park. Oh, see. Which is funny because fans are so catty like that. Uh-huh. Where when an artist or, you know, a band puts out an album and it all sounds, quote unquote, the same because uh-huh. it's the same blueprint. Yeah. I.e. three doors down. 
Oh, that just sounds like Three Doors. Yeah, well, that's the band. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, that sounds like ACDC. Yeah, well, that's yeah. who they are. Right. You know, yeah, the songs are going to sound familiar. You know why? Because that's the band. That's like when you talk every time, does somebody come up to you the next day and go, well, you sound just the same as you did yesterday. <laughs> well, that's my voice. It's it's your voice. But for an artist that tries to recreate and do something new and, and reinvent themselves mm-hmm. and do something different, <laughs> and then they get backlash from the people that are supposed to be there for them. I had no idea, because one of my favorite parts of Linkin Park is that each of those albums, although sound like Linkin Park, are different albums. Meteora is not Hybrid Theory, is not Minutes to Midnight. Oh, and when they put out the uh, remixes with Jay-Z... Oh, right. They took a lot of heat on that, which was stupid. But it was an amazing album. Yes. You know, really, really good stuff. All right, Waylon and Sack, uh, we're going to take a quick one. We'll come back. You'll be first up. We've got new music to play if you missed Baby Man yesterday. It's <laughs> coming up. We've got a few requests for Baby Man. I've got to figure out how to put that thing like on iTunes or Spotify yes. for people to download it. I don't know how to do that. Uh, 916-909-0985. Hey. Did you go by Baby Man last night, Nelson, when you did your open I brought, mic? I brought up Baby Man once, but I did also say my name. Ah, you got, you got. No. At least I'm truthful. Well, I don't want truth. Oh, then I. Then, I want yeah. action. <laughs> I want action tonight. You got to go by Baby Man. I'm telling you, dude, you got to you gotta live the gimmick, LTG the situation. And I'll figure a way to get that uh, somehow where you can download it. People are asking how they can download it. I mean, I guess if you go to the podcast on thebaileyshow.com or the Odyssey app, you can figure it out and do it yourself. But I want to make it easy. We could get it up on TikTok, and you can make the TikTok video downloadable very easily so they can get the audio off of that. Wayland in Sacramento, are you on TikTok? No. Yeah, Wayland's not on TikTok. Yeah, How can Wayland get it if, if, if we're putting it on t- I don't think you have to have the account to download. <laughs> you just have to have the link, and we can post that on other social media. you got a Facebook, don't you, Wayland? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Have you ever been on TikTok, Waylon? No. Yeah, you don't sound like a TikTok guy. <laughs> uh, what do you Absolutely got for not. us? What do you got for us, my friend? You want to get in on the conversation about old bands putting out new music? Yeah, you know, Aerosmith, you're talking about how they reinvented themselves, you know. But the, I, I believe the first one was when they um, did Walk This Way with Run DMC. Yeah, well, that, that was that was big. I mean, people don't realize how big of a deal that was not only for Aerosmith, but also for Run DMC. Because you have to remember, Run DMC was one of the first, like, kind of MTV rap bands. You remember? You know, like, rap was not oh, yeah. rap was not a mainstream thing. I mean, the first person to win, I believe, a Grammy was the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. They were the first oh. rap winners of a Grammy. So that's like where the rap world was. Uh-huh. It was very compartmentalized, right? It's like only black people can listen to rap music. Only white people can listen to rock music. Uh-huh. And that's the whole idea of the video of them breaking the wall down. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which by the barriers. Right. Which, by the way, Steven Tyler injured himself trying to break that wall down with that mic stick. <laughs> <laughs> if you if listen to any of that or talk to those guys. It's actually pretty funny. You're right. So that was the first, and then it dipped, right? And then in the 90s, with Get a Grip and Pump, they did it again. Yeah. 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 So kind of like what I said, uh, Aerosmith would be the poster child for older bands putting out new music and reinventing themselves. Right, Waylon? 
Yep. Yeah. Well, are you right a, on. are you preoccupied, Waylon? What's going on? You, you called me, and now you're quiet, and I, and I just want to make sure you're not being kidnapped, are you? No, no, I'm in traffic. Oh, okay. You going to work? Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, I sell paper. You sell paper, like what? Like paper? Yeah. Paper. Like machine. the office. Office paper. Okay. Like. like Gotcha. The, you know, like like the TV show, The Office. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, paper for the copy machine. Yeah. Are you good at your job? Yeah, twenty five years. Yeah. Are you a businessman? Like, do you have to talk a lot? Uh, yeah, but we have an actual store. Oh, okay. You just don't sound like the conversationalist type. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe you're just a big guy and you threaten people. You just walk in. and You're like, you are buying my paper. I'm six five three twenty. <laughs> You will buy my reams of paper. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for... Uh, you thanks. might get reamed. Yeah, or you might get reamed. Thanks for listening, brother. Have a good weekend, all right? All right. Thanks, Rob. All right. We'll see you, dude. We'll see you. So, Nelson, tell me about this uh, road rage thing that you got into yesterday. So, as I was driving home... I see, You know what? Hmm. Even without you tell, I could have... I it, Before we came to Sacramento, mm-hmm. if I were to have to write down three different things that we would eventually talk about with each one of us here on the show, I think I would put road rage for you. Yeah. I could see it happening because you drive like a dick and you got a short fuse and you let people get under your skin. I do. I do all of that. But I think I met a, I think I met a Nelson yesterday and uh, I wasn't ready for it. So what'd you do? You cut him off. Whose fault was it? He would say it was my fault. <laughs> of course. But I gave plenty of time. There was three car lengths I signaled to get over from one lane to another. The lane I was in, over in Arden where I live at, there's this one spot where three lanes turn left. Mm. But the outside of those three lanes also goes straight. Okay. So I wanted to go straight. I was in the middle lane. Mm-hmm. Click, 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 click. Gave him enough time. I get over. As he sees me getting over, he wants to and then honk on the horn. I think he wanted to turn left, not realizing that that lane does both. I don't think legally you're supposed to be able to cross lanes in a situation like that. But I wasn't in the intersection yet. You weren't in the little turn gimmick? No. Like, I was I was ahead of the light. Okay. So, he gets behind me. He honks on his horn. As I make another turn, he gets up alongside me, and then I start uh, jawing at him. You couldn't see my turn signal. He's like, that's not a blanking lane, or that's not what that lane is. And I go, dude. I've got zero, almost zero will to live right now. Do you want to do this? Is this where you want to? Is this where you want it to go? That was your line. Yeah. Well, and so he goes pull over, and I go. Mm. And then I thought for half a second, which I don't normally do. I thought I go. One of two things is going to happen. I'm either going to get arrested, and then it's my ass, and I'm going to lose my job, or I'm going to get my ass kicked, and then I'm going to be, not be able to live that down. Okay. Good. Two, two good thoughts. So I go. It's not worth it. I tried to roll my window up and just go on. He threw a glass at me that had, like, some juice or something in it. It made it into my window. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh You should have pulled over and been like, all right, dude, can we just, like, squash this? Because that was awesome. (laughs) Right. It was a good shot. I don't know how he did it moving. He was in a moving vehicle, and he did it. And it was an open-top glass. Can we? Can I get? I'm on a radio show. Can I get you on? Let's do a bit like <laughs> where you just drive and throw things in people's car. I mean, like, really sorry about this turn lane thing, right. but you've got some next level talent here, my friend. So then he starts following me. So like, I'm not going to go back to my apartment. So I make a left turn. Now I'm going in a circle in this one area of Arden. Older guy, younger guy? No, he he's younger than me. He's got to be at, at best. He was 30. I would say he was in his early 20s, mid 20s. What kind of car? A nice Camry. <laughs> 
two words. Well, you know what I know what I mean. Like it's it was new. You could tell it was new. Shiny paint, all that. Beautiful Pinta. <laughs> so we come around one turn and that we have to stop, right? He's behind me. He gets out of his car. I go, all right, I guess it's on then. I tried to be the I tried to not do this. I thought you didn't pull over. I didn't pull over. This is me at another stoplight. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. I see him get out of the car. So now I'm like, all right, I guess we're doing this. And then I see him going over to my passenger side. He's got a pair of scissors opened, like, you know, like, so it's a blade ready to, I know he was going to pop my tire. Mm. <laughs> and I went down on my center console. I had just taken my knife out. Like, I had, I didn't have my knife in my center console. Because you know, you know you bring a knife to a scissor fight, right? Well, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, Please so, tell me you brought out another school supply. No, right. I didn't have any, I didn't have a ruler or a protractor or anything on me. Hey, look, buddy, I see your scissors and I raise you a pencil box. <laughs> Yeah, he was coming to pop my tire with some freaking scissors. Good luck with that. I didn't even think of that. I should have let him. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a tough feat. Yeah. He cuts himself. Yeah, you should be like, all right, look, man, I'm just gonna stand, I'm just gonna film you do it, but you get five tries. <laughs> and if you don't do it, you gotta look into the camera and say, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so anyway, this guy, I I have luckily the light turns, so I pull off. He runs back into his car, keeps following me again. We're doing the circle. I've circled around this area three times now. It's like a total of three square blocks or whatever. Mm. And so we get out again at a stoplight. He gets out with his scissors mm -hmm. in hand. Mm -hmm. I switch lanes. I move up. Instead of him going back to his car, now he's just abandoning all of it. He's coming after me in the lane. Mm -hmm. So eventually I got up to the light. I maneuvered and made a, a right turn from like the inside lane mm -hmm. because I didn't want to get out and confront this guy with scissors so finally you're able to shake him i shook him yes can i give you some advice yeah next time somebody's following you uh-huh different options of places to stop uh-huh one police station i had googled that that's where i was on my way to okay two if he's driving a toyota camry uh -huh. go to a toyota dealership because the sales guys will hound him <laughs> There's no way he's going to be able to get out of his car to you. Right? <laughs> or the third thing is you go through a car wash, like a quick quack. Okay. And then as you're going through, because they always have a nice person there that sprays you down at the uh -huh. front. So he's going to either wait for you, but oh, you're, you're waiting for him to follow you. Uh-huh. Now, if he gets out of his car to get you, speed through the car wash and have him stuck in the middle. And, and then get, I destroy a quick get, quack. What happened to the uh, dash cam that I gave you? I, That's why I gave you that. I know. Because like, you, you do. You drive like an ass jack. I mean, look, I know people <laughs> have told you that. But you, you are, you're a dick driver. Like, you are the, <laughs> the two wheels. You turn in tough. And you, 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 you're, you're a bad driver. Like, you're worse than my wife. Okay. Because you're, right. you're too aggressive. Like and I know you're supposed to be aggressive. Yeah, but, I'll but, give you that I'm aggressive. But 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 you you drive like you know there's nobody else out on the road. So the guy was probably right. You probably did do something wrong. <laughs> but nonetheless, that's that's not the point. The point is is you you don't um you know you don't do that right right. Uh, so hold on, Dave in Citrus Heights, quickly, what do you got, buddy? Uh, I would just like to offer Nelson the opportunity to fix his brakes cheaply. Oh. oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was. I meant to call on the way to work yesterday. Yeah, because I, I was going to do that myself today, but I, I think I need a caliper now. It's let, too long. Oh, yeah. let, let's no, be let's let's, you, let's be honest, if Dave. You buy the parts 
Yeah. If you buy the parts, I will come do the work. Wow, that's sweet. Oh, my God, yes. Dave, let's be honest, though. Yesterday you didn't call, not because you forgot or you didn't have time. <sighs> You're calling now because you feel sorry for this guy <laughs> because Baby Man almost got himself shanked with uh, <laughs> with left-handed scissors. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Yeah, Baby <laughs> Man was in trouble. There's a little bit of that in there. And I don't need him running from somebody and not being able to stop. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was that yeah. was on my mind too. Also, the paycheck hadn't hit the hadn't hit the the account yet, and I was on empty. So you like, buy the parts, <laughs> I'll show up and do the work. I'll bring all the tools. I'll show up wherever you want. I can come I'll to you. Do been... I'll do it in a Walmart parking lot. I don't care. Wow, that's uh, really sweet. Listen, I don't feel like if you want to come over to my crappy apartment complex, even like. I don't feel yeah, bad don't telling care. you. It can't get any worse inviting someone. Okay. All right. I grew up in Del Paso Heights, so I don't care. <laughs> All right, Dave, that's very sweet. So let me put you on hold, and Jackie will get your information, and you guys can. Oh my uh, God, yes. You guys can talk, okay? All righty. All right, thank you, brother. That was very nice. Look at that. Baby man does know how to do disc brakes, but not how to bleed brakes, and I think I need a caliper now. I don't know what any of that means. I'm not a car guy, but you your know. your your ploy is working. I did not do feel, that as a ploy. Feel sorry for me. Come do free stuff. Uh, yeah. Not free. I'm going to pay that man his labor. Oh, Dave, better call back. I want to know how much he pays you, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth, like, coupons. Did you get the guy's license plate? I do. Oh, yeah? What are you going to do? Can we track it? Uh, so I've, my road rage has been I usually take pictures of people's license plates with this theory that one day I'm going to show up at their house. Jesus. Yeah, um, i crazy. Uh, can you look up people's license plates on no. Been Verified? Oh, I don't know about Been Verified. I've never been a subscriber. Uh, I am. I know. So we can we can try that. I just figure like you had like a cop friend, maybe. It'd be um, <laughs> I do have one of those actually, but I don't know. If... It's probably illegal for them to look that up. Nah, I think they can do it. I've had it done before. So you, just, you just never pull over. Road rage is is just it's it's you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. I had a guy, I mean, this was years, a million gazillion years ago, got mad at me. And, like, I'm the farthest thing from an aggressive driver. I'm such a, I'm grandma yeah. on the roads. <laughs> like, I have, I, I'm not getting it. I don't need to get someplace fast. I don't drive fast. You know, I, I drive in the right lane. And that's just how I am. It just, I, I'm just not in any rush. So, um, which is fine. Say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. But I remember years and years ago, this guy, and I, I wasn't always like that. As a kid, I did a lot of stupid stuff. I remember this guy got mad at me. He's driving this, like, watered-down, pre-Fast and Furious stuff, right? But maybe the first one. Like, watered-down, like, boxy, mid-size kind of car. Uh You know, like, it wasn't anything special. Sure. And he's mad at me. He's honking at me or something like that. And and I kind of just gave him a look. And I was turning. And then finally we were side-by-side. And he grabs a straw from his car somewhere and he puts it in his hand like it's a gun and he sh- he looks it at me and and I just kind of stared at him I go are you trying to shoot me with a hypothetical gun w- made out of a straw like I'm just thinking that in my head I'm like <laughs> this is the goofiest thing like that's the tough guy move to grab a straw and make a gun yeah why wouldn't you just do the finger gun that's so gangster let me tell you <laughs> by the way not accepted in 2023 because that was a plastic straw so I would have oh. been all up in that ass if you would have done that this year. <laughs> you don't use plastic straws to make a hypothetical gun in 2023 if you're trying to save the planet. You use either a metal straw that you can recycle and use again as your gun or use a paper straw or no straw at all. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I'm glad you're here today because it would have been a 
real son of a bitch to do this show without you. Yeah. So I appreciate you showing up, not dying. All right, uh, second round of headlines, and then we will uh, have Scott Stapp on. What do you got? We're going to tell you about the latest epidemic that is affecting young people in the country and the world and how one classroom came together to heal a family. All right, two big stories from today. Please pay attention. Get learned a little bit. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate you being here. It's the BS Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, second round of headlines. Again, big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, 530-GOOD AIR. I had a tweak last night, like 7.30, I reached out to him, made an appointment. That's how good the guys are, <laughs> right? 530-GOOD AIR. All right, go ahead, Nelson. Cancer is getting younger. She went to her doctor, and not one, but two mammograms showed everything was fine. They said it wasn't cancer. But Sowers pushed her doctors to keep looking, and they did an MRI. That woman's MRI went on to reveal that she had breast cancer in both of her breasts, and it was missed because mammograms and the scheduling for mammograms needs to be updated, according to doctors. In recent news cases, cancer is down for those over 50 and up, especially for those in their 30s. You know why? Because insurance doesn't cover maintenance when you're younger. Okay. That's why they, they, in some aspects, some regards to different types of ch- uh, checkups, they're doing them younger, like prostate, you know, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they once was, you don't have to get checked until you're 50. Now it's 45. But, you know, you pay for insurance if you have insurance. They should be picking up the tab. You should be able to pay for these things at any time of your life, to be yes. honest with you. You know, that's why things, you know, this has nothing to do with smoking or anything like that. Well, that those people, rates have gone down. That people are, are doing, you know, self-inflicted wounds. It has to do with there's the, the insurance. Insurance companies are crap. Hospitals are crap, right? And they, they, they don't allow you to provide maintenance for your body. Right. At a younger age. Because well, they keep you on the, the ticket later. Everything okay. that is associated with that medical world is archaic you know talk about not changing things the bmi chart from the freaking 1800s right that chart has been around since the 1800s and there are still companies that go off of that chart and there's still people that are led to believe that if they're not the weight at the height on the chart then they're morbidly obese and you're like but i work out five times a week and i have like five percent body fat how am i morbidly obese because that chart has not been changed. You have to pay for your testosterone levels when you get your, your blood drawn. Mm-hmm. You have to pay extra for it, and most of the time the insurance companies doesn't pick it up. If your testosterone levels between 300 and 1,200, you're fine, guys. Yeah, That's not that's accurate. Huge, that's a huge gap. That's not accurate. So you want to do testosterone maintenance? Insurance doesn't cover it. Mm-hmm. Good RX. That's I'll give you that tip. If you haven't heard of Good RX, download the app. Yeah, Good RX is, is good. Yeah, it's good. Good RX is good. Anyway, the whole system is screwy, and that's why you get numbers like that. Right. You know, I mean, thank God they, I believe it just changed it. You know, I had a couple people in my life all at one time, this wasn't that long ago, that died of prostate cancer. One being this woman that uh, was married to, well, I was friends with both her and her husband. Beautiful Uh people, beautiful children, great people, just pure, 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 honest, good-hearted individuals. Right. Dies at the age of 50. Prostate cancer. Oh. Didn't catch it in time. 
You know, that's a killer. Kind of like pancreatic cancer, right? Yes. Just a killer. It'll get you. Well, there's prostate cancer that kills you, and there's prostate cancer you die with. Well, she died of. Well, she couldn't have died of prostate cancer. She she di- died of, yeah, she died of a, pr- a prostate. No, no, she not prostate. Yeah, not, she didn't die. Of, I'm sorry. Okay. There was, it was, I think it was pancreatic cancer. Oh, pancreatic. Oh, I'm that's sorry. no way to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 A, yeah. But anyway, I had people die of prostate cancer, guys, you know, and I, I went in, I was like, let me get the thing. They send you a box, you know, and then you got to do your thing and then you send it back in and it comes back and it says, you need, you need a. Oh, so you don't have to have the. I'm sorry. I'm co- colon cancer. Colon. Okay. Not, That's why not I thought. prostate. Colon cancer. I was like, I don't think you can do anything into a tube. No, no, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Colon cancer. Uh-huh. So the colo- co- colonoscopy. Yes. Right. You can do, you can send them a sample ahead of that to see if you need the colonoscopy. That's what they died of. Yeah. And I freaked me out. Well, I tried to go and get checked and they said the insurance wouldn't cover it yet because I didn't have a direct descendant that had, uh, that had. <laughs> tested positive for it, I guess. It has to be your father, not your grandfather. We we want you to go to the mall. Mm-hmm. We want you to go to the kiosk. Yeah. And we want you to do one of those genealogy things. <laughs> and if you can come back with your shield and your certificate <laughs> and proof that somebody had colon cancer in your life when your dad died, we'll then approve it. Right. But you have to go to the kiosk first. Yes. And usually they only come around around Christmas time. Uh-huh. So you're going to have to wait until... November, possibly, and then let's just talk. And by the way, when you like, if you if that test comes back, this is all personal experience. When that test comes back and it says, "Hey, you need a colonoscopy," uh-huh. then you try to get an appointment, and it's like three months down the road. Like I was bitching about the other day, trying to get into a doctor. Yeah, it's like three months. Like, what if you got something right now? Yeah, you hope it's slow growing. I guess they want you to go to the ER. I spent six hours in the ER and I left because nobody would talk to me. I don't think they do that in the ER, do they? I don't know. PM. I don't know where you. Plus, you got to drink the juice. I don't know how this stuff works anymore. I'm just, I'm just gonna sit at home and die. I, the the gap like is 46. Like I'm right at the beginning of this window. I think if you can make it, health wise, mm-hmm. from 46 to 58, if you can get out of that window unscathed, right, mm-hmm. you'll have a long life. Okay. But you see people pass away, unfortunately. I've lost so many friends in that window. My mom died at 55. Yeah, of cancer, of, some, of something silly, right? You know, you're going like, what, what are you talking I thought everybody's living longer. Why? Mm-hmm. It's, like that, it's like the boomers and the Gen Xers are dying in that gap. Yep. And for whatever reason, you know, we're getting all these different, maybe it's the health, maybe it's- Lead paint, probably. Lead paint, maybe it's asbestos, whatever. Uh, right. You know, something that we did wrong. But I, 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 I always say, if you can- Win that window, 46 to 58, and you can get, like, when I turn 59, as miserable as I'm going to be, knowing that I only have one more year left until I'm 60, I'm going to party like it's 1999 oh because I'm going to tell you, if you, that's the window based off of my research. Which means just people on Facebook dying. Yeah, that's, not even, that's my research. Not even a Google search. Not even a Google search. That's just my research. All right, second, second story, go ahead. This family was saved by a classroom. When he wasn't fighting fires in Riverside County, Cal Fire Captain Shane Porter would most likely be in the garage with his two sons, Michael and Tim, restoring this 1969 Jeepster Commando. At age 57, Shane Porter passed away. He was a member of the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection, and this project, a 1969 Jeep Commando, was his family fixer-upper. And the family did not have the heart to get rid of it. 
after he had passed, but they didn't have the ability to fix it. Well, eventually, a local uh, teacher found out about it, saw the story, and stepped up because he teaches automotive repair, and he made it a class project. And the entire class came together to restore this Jeep for this family so they would have a piece of their father. And this is our good guy story of the day. Really? Yes. That is it. Did you got a picture of that? Bob Mauger, Mauger is his name. This is how it started out there. Oh, that's cool. What does it look like now? Do you know? Yeah, it's a, uh, they've got... Um, they didn't have the updated picture here. Oh, yeah, they're right there. It's a new paint job. The engine's completely restored. If you're not, th- think of MASH. If you know the movie or the movie yeah. or the show MASH, it's like one of the MASH Jeeps with no top on it. It's not like you could remove the top on it. It's got that old school, like, Korean War style front. Where, where are they at? What part? They're in, uh, they're here in California. They're in. Uh, oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, hold on. You have a city? Yeah, I had a city. Like, can we get, you had a city? <laughs> because, you know, um, Hot Wheels. Uh-huh. You know, the cars, right? Yes. The little toy cars. They travel around the world, and they do these competitions where people, because this is a thing. Like, I'm not a car guy, but I learned a lot because my buddy works for Hot Wheels, and he asked me to come out and be a judge one time. And it was really, really fascinating that people that grew up with these toys, and they now, like, dads pass down to your kids or something like that, uh-huh. or, or, or daughters, uh, and they become Hot Wheels fans. Now, outside of the collecting it and the value and all those types of things. There's a lot of people that have used this as therapy. My friend in particular, he was an old intern. He lost his son and that was their thing together. So we started this charity where to donate your old hot wheels to give them to kids in need and that kind of thing. But I would talk to these people and and what it was, was the the story of them rebuilding these cars. Uh And uh, a lot of them are father son rebuilds. Like, dads are like, I grew up on Hot Wheels. My dad and I did this, so I wanted to make sure I did this with my son uh-huh. before, um, before you know, it got too late and he was out of the house. Right. And actually, out of all the cars that we had all picked, the one that won was a father-son build, and it was really basic. Sure. But it's the story behind it. Right. And then the winner gets their car made into an actual Hot Wheels. That's awesome. Isn't that neat? Yeah. It was in San Diego, by the way. Yeah, so, like, hot, that would be a perfect Hot Wheels vehicle. Oh, right, and it would be a unique Hot Wheels vehicle because you don't see Jeeps of that age. And if you can imagine, if they won, you know, telling the story, and if they really wanted to take that living forever to the next level, uh-huh. to live as a toy would be fascinating. Oh, that'd be really cool. So if you can get a hold of them, I can connect them. That'd be pretty neat. Okay, I'll reach out. All right. He's got a new song. Creed's back together, at least for a short period of time. The big Creed reunion cruise that I believe is sold out. It is sold out. Scott Stapp's new song, Higher Power, Yep, is uh, out today. And uh, Scott and I go back from our Orlando days. And he's been through the ringer. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that guy's seen some stuff. And there's some deep meaning behind this new song as well. So we will. And this was for one of those Odyssey check-ins. So the conversation that I have with Scott Stapp, you'll hear him next. Hang on. All right. It's the BS here on 98 Rock. My name's Jason Bailey. Nikki D off today. There's Nelson with a guy that's near and dear to my heart. Both of us Orlando dudes. I was there from day one. When Creed was playing in front of 2,200 people at the Hard Rock and even smaller crowds before that, and now fast forward all these years, and Scott Stapp is 
not only an amazing solo artist, but just an icon in the rock business, was selling well over 53 million albums between Creed and his solo stuff. And we've got this new single, Higher Power, that I got to tell you, Scott, maybe some of your best work, my brother. How are you? Thank you so much, man. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah. No, higher power, dude. This is, I know this is, we'll get into it all, but it's, it's a product of COVID and, and, and being indoors and all that stuff. But this is a very, very powerful song. I mean, real powerful. When people hear it, they're going to want to go back and hear it again to make sure that they understand all of the lyrics. I'm, 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 I'm assuming it was meant to be that, right? Uh, I'm very lyric focused. Um, and, and it definitely was meant to, uh, meant to be that way. And, and, you know, the song is actually in reality, the writing of it began during an experience I had, uh, in, uh, 2006. Um, and so that's kind of the basis, uh, of where the lyrics were born, uh, and a good friend of mine, uh, and co-writer, uh, and producer, Scott Stevens, who, uh, I've been working with for years now and, and we've developed a friendship and he knows my story and we've shared so much together uh, during our other songwriting uh, sessions that, uh, you know, he knew the story and we, I had shared it with him so much. Uh, and he came to me and he said, Hey man, I've got an idea. Come to the studio. And so I went to the studio. Uh, he had a music bed and, and some lyrics bouncing around based on our conversations over the years. Uh, and then we wrapped it up together. Uh, and, and it really, really conveyed, uh, the message that, uh, I'm trying to live today and am living today. Yeah. You know, it's, we, we've all come a long way and, you know, in your world, Scott, the world has seen it unfold. And I, (laughs) I I think, you know, I, you know, I think the world of you, bro. And I just, what you've been able to do is you've inspired people, you know, with especially this song, I think, and we're seeing a run of this and maybe it's, maybe it's the way that the world works now, but we're seeing a run of very, very inspirational and spiritual music, you know, jelly roll comes to mind. Right. And, and, and you, I think are the guy to, to kind of get in on that because you know, even with Creed, it, it, the the songs have always had that kind of message. Do you mind if I ask what, you know, you said in 2006, there's something that happened. Do you mind if I ask what it was that happened that started to inspire Higher Power? Yeah, and I wanted to go back and comment on what you said. You know, I, I've been writing about spiritual things and, and, and pointing people to a higher power and to the God of my understanding, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Christian God, which is Jesus Christ. Um, since 1994. Um, and so it's nice to see that others uh, in the business uh, are starting to find that connection all these years later and that the music industry is, is palatable and open to receive it. Uh, so uh, it, uh, I'm happy to see that it's finally something that others are connecting to and that, and that others can share in their music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now to get back to your second question, uh, about what happened in 2006. Well, I shared that in my book, Sinner's Creed. I had a fall uh, and, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't have survived it. Uh, and, and during that fall, I had a real, uh, during, the, during the accident and after, you know, I had a real come to Jesus moment in my life. Uh, but it's been a long process because it's so hard, uh, I found, to unlearn 
behavior and relearn new behavior. And it takes a daily commitment. Uh, and sometimes you're going to stumble. Sometimes you're going to go years on the right path and then boom, you're going to fall. Uh, but it's all about getting back up, using that uh, as, as a lesson learned uh, to help build your character strength so you can not only be a better human being, uh, but continue to move forward. And with the platform that I've been given, try my best to share those experiences and messages uh, to help others uh, who may be going through the same things. And you're talking about mental health and, and try to try to find the right path. You know, the company that I work for this check-in Odyssey, that's at the forefront of, of this company. That's very near and dear to them. They have a website called uh, I'm listening.org. That's the URL where they focus yeah. just on that. And in your case, yeah. Scott, w- in what ways do you believe talking about it? You know, especially you talked about your platform. What ways do you think talking about it in these different topics can help others? And what kind of feedback do you get from your fan base? Well, I think the way that you can talk about addiction, alcoholism, mental health issues, other struggles in life that people go through and losing loved ones uh, and, and coming down with terminal illnesses or, or, or illness in general, uh, loss, uh, relationship struggles. Um, I, I think just sharing the human experience and sharing what we deal with in life through song um, and sharing my way that, that I learned to get through it. It may not work for everyone, but it worked for me. Yeah. Uh, and so I just try to continue to point people uh, to something greater than themselves, uh, higher power, um, uh, because that's what's gotten me through all of this. Uh, and uh, of course, the love and support of family uh, and friends, because that, that's all part of it. Uh, but uh, I think sharing that lets people feel like they're not alone out there. Right. And that's the message that I've heard uh, from fans is, hey, man, I connect with you because I'm going through an experience right now and, and your music came on and it connected with me and I felt it uh, and it inspired me to to make it 24 hours more, to make it one more week, mm-hmm. uh, to keep going, keep surviving, keep living. Uh, and that's what I really feel like I've been put here on this earth to do. And and it's a difficult uh, calling, so to speak. Uh, because uh, unfortunately I've had to learn a lot of life's lessons the hard way and very much in the public eye. Uh, But I own that. uh, And I don't live in that house anymore. I've moved. Uh, And so, so here we are today. uh, And, and, and we're here to just continue to, to just do what we feel led inside. uh, And it comes from the heart uh, because that's always what's been a driving force within me. And your family is so important to you. I mean, if anybody follows your wife or, you know, sees what Jacqueline does and, and what you as a family do, especially in that Tennessee area, um, it's almost every post is something that you guys are doing as far as a charity organization. And I, I, when you have a song like this that's so deep, right, and, and, and there's so much to it, and you said it goes back to 2006, so you're looking at – you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 years of time in between. Do you take it to, is your wife the first one that gets to hear the mastered version and go, what do you think? And then does she ask questions about something she might not know? Like, what are you talking about there? I don't know anything about that, Scott. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> uh, you know, of course, that's that's the nature of, of being married. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, one thing about this song is, is it, it, 
yes, it was founded on an experience in, in 2006, uh, but there are other experiences uh, that you go through as you're continually trying to rebuild and improve and you're taking two steps forward and three steps back, three steps forward, two steps back that the song applies to uh, in my life all the way up to the present. You know, in no way have I arrived. Uh, I'm here today uh, and I'm OK today. Mm-hmm. And so that's where my focus is on, man. It's just one day at a time. Yeah. Do you do you ever? Last time I talked to you, I, I meant to ask you this question, and because I'm curious, you know, when I when I interview those people like yourself in that position, and you've traveled the world, and but you all have roots, you know, and your roots are my roots in Orlando. Do you, you know after all these years, on any given day, do you wake up and just reminisce about one particular moment at at the beginning of when it all started? Is there one moment that sticks out from those days? There's a few. Um, I, I think the most critical moment uh, that sticks out uh, was the first time that Mark and I had gotten together uh, since high school mm. and actually got together with the intent to see if we were compatible uh, and creatively compatible uh, to start a band. Uh, and I'll never forget showing up to his apartment, uh, walking in, uh, and we just started, he just started jamming. I started pulling out my lyric books and we just started right there, just freestyling, trying to connect things. Hey, these lyrics fit with this mood that you're playing on guitar. What are your ideas? What are those ideas? And we both were so hungry. Um, and uh, it really just is a defining moment in my life, uh, which would set the table for the rest of my career. You should buy that apartment and Airbnb it out. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Creed was born. You know, I don't know where the apartment was. Probably someplace out by Universal, right? Kirkman Road area, those that where everybody it, lived. It, oh, it's actually in Tallahassee, man. Oh, uh, so we you're going at, to, you're going back to the FSU stuff, the Tallahassee where it's yeah. Okay, yeah. I got yeah. you. Okay, so I got you there. All right. Um, the fourth album, your solo stuff, which higher power is on, not many details on it. So is it like still no title, not in the, we don't have a release date, still trying to figure out what we're putting on the album. Like we, like I'm a part of this, but what you're going to put on the album, you know, where are we at with the, the announcement of the album? That is coming. Okay. Uh, my lips are sealed oh. uh, with the details of that. We're going to start off with higher power. Yeah. Uh, and I can definitely assure you that there is more to come uh, and an album to come. Yeah. So, uh, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Well, I hope you let me know. I mean, because I'm sure people would like <laughs> to know. <laughs> so when you when yeah. you when you heard the finished version of Higher Power, Scott, and do you do this with any of your songs? Do you like hear it and go, you know, I like it. We're going with this, but also I hear this band or this sound in that album, which is not a bad thing, mind you. But do you do you do that often? No, I don't. You know, I'm hyper focused on the music that I'm creating at the time. Uh, And with Higher Power, there were like three or four other songs that were in contention uh, for the first single. Uh, And so I really had to go with with my heart, go with my gut and go with what what message I wanted to put forward uh, to represent uh, where I'm at today, where I'm striving to be. Mm. Uh, I'm not always there. Uh, but it's definitely someplace that I'm striving to be and I'm here today. Uh, but, uh, you know, in terms of of the song in particular, 
yeah, there were definitely some notes that I had made and some things that I thought maybe should be changed. And, you know, I kept listening over and over and over and comparing it with other songs. And, you know, there was some back and forth, some creative tension, uh, which I think is good. You know, iron sharpens iron mm -hmm. uh, in terms of, of Scott Stevens and, and my relationship. And, and we definitely had some conversations about making some adjustments here or there. Uh, and, and, and we came to a, a good place. Uh, and I'm glad we did. Uh, because I'm very proud of the song and, and, and very proud of the message uh, that it's putting out there. God, I can only imagine you sit all, do all that time and you put a song together. And then when it's all said and done, somebody comes in and go, Oh, this band just released the song, same name. It sounds just the same as this. Like, oh man, what a waste of time we just had. Right. <laughs> hey man, it, it, it happens. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen. Um, I remember back in uh, the early nineties, Creed had a number one hit called torn. Yeah. Uh, and it was number one across all formats except pop music. And at the same time, there was a number one song by an artist named Torn. Uh, Natalie uh, Imbruglia. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, sometimes those things happen. Um, but uh, anything's possible in the music business of today, I've learned. Uh, so, <laughs> That's crazy. you know, you just got to you, you just got to do you stay in your lane and stay focused on your goals and and uh, and then let the world receive uh how they how they want to yeah actually i believe that even the her song was a remake of a song before like it wasn't an original song I, that she I, had done i I, be, I believe it was yeah i believe it was yeah uh last time i spoke to you uh we were talking about the your kids and i asked you i said do they ever go back and, and look at some of the old videos and go dad you know what the hell were you doing what were you thinking and you said yes they'll give you a, give you a rib every here every now and again are they still doing that or they've calmed down from going back and pulling up some old footage on youtube of of dad my uh my oldest son uh jagger who's 24 he and my nephew john paul did that uh my daughter milan and and my son daniel they're 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 not so much the same as 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 their older brother um my little guy anthony though my 5 year old uh, he loves it. He wants to see my videos on repeat. He wants to hold my phone and listen to the new songs over and over again, watch the old videos over and over again. And uh, I just love his, his little heart That's and awesome. uh, how excited and positive that he is. And <laughs> he's been such an inspiration to me. All my kids have, uh, and they always will be. That's awesome. Does he have a favorite? Does he have a favorite video? Uh, he does. He does which one uh he he likes one last breath really he okay. likes he likes that video and he likes the what if video yeah. those are his two his two favorites uh -huh. but his favorite song right now from creed that i have to play over and over in the car uh is higher really so uh yeah <laughs> do you have to sing and he goes dad you sound just like the guy that's you wait a minute that's weird how does that work it's it's so funny you bring that up we, I was, we were on the way to school this morning to drop him off and of course he wanted to hear the song on repeat uh and then he goes daddy sing it daddy sing it <laughs> and so you know I, I i sang it and and he chimes in here or there those are precious moments uh you know it, memories that'll last forever i'm a father i get it I, I i think that's that's the best story i think i've ever heard somebody tell i love that that's good that's the good stuff right there i mean we can sit yeah, here all is. day right and talk about higher power the next album and the cruise and all this in creed and the millions of albums on but to have your five-year-old in the car saying daddy sing your song 
there's nothing better than that. No, yeah. you're you're 100 right. Yeah, I that's guess, a priceless moment, and nothing compares to it. God, it gets me goosebumps, man. That's that's good. I oh God, I like that one. This is all worth it, man. I love hearing that. I'm a sap for that stuff, man. You know, I'm a <laughs> sap for that stuff. All right, uh, I got I got to ask before we you know before we end this. Of course, the cruise coming up and the reunion. That's a big to do. Now, you guys have you know had a reunion before, and this is a second yeah. one that kind of came out of nowhere. And I got wind yeah. I got wind of it early. And I was like, what's going on? How's this going to play out? And then people were following, and you guys did a good job of teasing on social media, and everybody you know, in the band was doing their things. So um, a sold-out Creed reunion cruise is going to take place. How did that come about? You know, that was something I think managers were talking about for a long time before uh, the artists were approached. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then we were approached, and, and, uh, and everyone signed on. Uh, thought it would be a good way to kind of kick things off and, and and see what happens. We don't have anything planned after that right now. Um, it's it's baby steps, uh, but you know what? Relationships were positive. Uh, we support each other, uh, and so we'll see what happens from there. But right now, uh, I'm just excited to get back on stage with those guys and and uh, you know respect them all so much. Uh, and I uh, can't wait to have a good time on that cruise and and uh, play some Creed tunes. Well, will you play any of your solo stuff like Higher Power, or is that like a no-no? Um, I, I'm sure it's not a no-no, but it's a Creed-focused cruise, so we're going to focus on Creed gotcha. uh, on, on, on that cruise. Okay, gotcha. You know, like, it, since you guys over the years, you know, have all gone and done special things and in and, 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 and your own right, everybody's kind of done their thing, you know? Um, like, to do a tour where you're not only doing Creed stuff, but you're doing your solo stuff. You're doing, you know, Mark's stuff. Uh, you know, even maybe throwing some of the Alter Bridge stuff, I guess. But, you know, like, that would... Is that even feasible? Or is that just, like, taboo that would never even come to the table and be a question to do? I think from the fan standpoint, that would really be cool. You know, who knows? I mean, it, you know, scheduling and, and the amount of, of uh, shows in a row... Uh, and, and how that would work in terms of, of organizing it. Mm. Uh, you know, it's definitely something that, that, you know, I can't say would never happen. Uh, but right now it, it seems unlikely just because of, of the nature of touring and, and who knows, you know, there's no tour on the schedule. So, uh, again, we'll, we'll focus on the cruise and go from there. Life is too short, Scott, you know, this. Get on the horn and make some calls to your people. I'm telling you, things can happen fast for guys like you. Uh, will Will there be at least? I mean, you could probably handle this one, right? Like a solo tour for for the upcoming album. Do you have that in the works? Yes, we do. Okay. We have that in the works, and uh, announcements will be forthcoming. Okay. All right. So everything's kind of secret right now, other than the song. The album secret, the tour secret. Is it going to be a world tour, U.S. tour? Uh, you're not even going to answer that bet. I bet you're not going to answer that, are you? Hey, I'm just going to let things unfold and take <laughs> it one day at a time. Hey, look, I love it. I love, I love the suspense. That's good. Uh, I, I, I'm a free spirit, man. Um, I, I have to let other people kind of who are who are better equipped, uh, and it's their nature, yeah, um, to kind of think long term like that. I kind of am in the moment kind of guy. And my whole career, I've kind of just fly, flown by the seat of my pants, so to speak. Now, I've, as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at planning. And, you know, I get on those calls and, and whatnot. But but right now, I'm just in the moment. 
and uh, and taking it one day at a time. And 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 when it's time to announce what's unfolding, uh, you'll be the first to know. How about that, Tiffany? Make sure he's the first to know. I and look, I'm going to hold you and <laughs> Tiffany to that stuff. Uh, so if you get a call like right after we get off this conversation, they go, Scott, I need you in Austin. We're starting the tour tomorrow. You're like, cool, dude. I'm on a plane. I'm going. <laughs> all right. We'll let you know. <laughs> okay. There you go. Look, um, all right, let's, let's wrap this up, but let me tell you, seriously. I mean, we've had some fun. We always do. I love this song. I really, really do. Thank you. I, I, I think Thank this you. is great. You know, I've always been a supporter uh, and I'm a fan through thick and thin and this song, my personal opinion, take it for what it's worth, going back to the part of the conversation where there is more inspirational music and it doesn't have to be genre specific of, oh, that's Jars of Clay. They're a Christian rock. Or is Creed a Christian rock band? Should they be played on active rock radio stations? I think this world needs anyone that has an inspirational message. And I don't care who it is. Have an inspirational message. Bring people up instead of pushing them down. And this song That's does right. that to the tenth degree, my friend. To the tenth degree. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm the first to know about a lot of different things. Everybody's heard it. Uh, Scott Stapp. ScottStapp.com is the website. You can get updates, of course, for these tours, the cruise thing sold, but Creed possibly doing a couple dates afterwards. And uh, of course, Scott's going to go out and support of the fourth studio album uh, for Higher Power, which you're going to hear everywhere to the point where you're going to get a hold of me and go, Jason Bailey, I'm sick of Scott Stapp's Higher Power. Tell him to release another song. That's how we want it to be. <laughs> hey, man, let me get, let me give a quick shout out to yeah. Marty Fredrickson, uh, who co-produced the song with Scott Stevens. Uh, let me give a, a shout out to Chris Baseford, uh, who mixed the track and did an incredible job. And let me give a shout out to Ted Jensen who mastered it. Uh, you know, we're not alone in this. We're a team. Yeah. Uh, and they deserve a tremendous amount of credit uh, for any uh, positive uh, attention that this song received. Well, look at that. Everybody gets love on, the, on this conversation. Right? Everybody gets love. All right, look, uh, scottstapp.com. Scott, good talking to you. I'll talk to you again soon. Hopefully we'll see you soon when you go out on tour. And uh, as always, man, thanks for your time and best of luck with this, okay? You too, man. All right, see you, Scott. Bye-bye. It's always funny how people treat songs like we just had Scott Stapp on talking about his new uh, release of Higher Power. I mean, you look at the Creed stuff. I mean, Creed was kind of teed up as a Christian band. Yes. But people associate positive songs with any faith-based meaning <laughs> to just automatically a Christian-based band. But yet Kiss does God Gave Rock and Roll to us. Not and, Christian. And it's not Christian. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how we like compartmentalize all these different songs and these these different uh these different styles of of music. You know, it, and and people beat up on inspirational music. Um, yes. You know, and, and music kind of goes in different, you know, cycles and genres of course like that. You know, you go back to the Vietnam days, right? Not that any of us were or I wasn't around, but you know, the Vietnam days and it was all very political and stuff and and we kind of relived history recently with, you know, maybe not so much against the war, so to speak. I mean, the last thing you could probably think of that was mainstream anti-war was American Idiot by Green Day. Yep. Um, but it's always, you know, there is the political message, you know, Rage Against the Machine and stuff like that. But now we see this inspirational stuff. But it, it, what, I, what I would consider inspirational is patriotic. Like, would you not say 
talking about your country as patriotic, uh, patriotic music would be inspirational. Yes. Okay. But there's a backlash on it. And then it's yeah. compartmentalized where it's very conservative. It's right wing, which blows my mind. You know, I'm like, you have the opportunity to say those things because you live in a great country and you should support a song that supports your country. That's yes. inspirational. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, Oliver Anthony guy. That's the biggest thing on the Internet right now. Good old boy from Richmond, Virginia, <laughs> you know, that turned down millions of dollars in the music business because he didn't want to be famous. He just wanted to do, mu- you know, the whole spiel. Right. Uh, but he's getting a backlash. Like the country's split over this guy's song, which is a really good song. All he's talking about is he wants things to be better. Mm-hmm. That's all he's talking about. The Jason Aldean things. I mean, there are songs that are out there that exist that talk about horrible, horrible things. <laughs> yes. Like, and, yeah. But if it's got a good beat, I mean, think about that WAP song. I immediately thought that. Like, that was a number one hit. Top 40 radio stations are playing the overly edited version of this song. <laughs> People are talking about it left and right. They perform it on, on television. And, you know, like, I'm not trying to be the get-off-my-grass guy, but, like, it's a hor- it's a dirty song. It's a horrible song. song. No backlash whatsoever. Nope. None. Zero. So it kind of shows you the mindset of where we're at, <laughs> where we can take per- overly provocative – which, again, I got no problem with overly provocative. It's an art form. If that's your art, then you do it. You do you. Right. You know, but if somebody's got an art form that talks about higher power, like Scott Stapp uh, is doing with the, with the new song, or this Oliver Anthony guy, or Jason Altine, you know, like that, it's it's turned into people going, that's bad. That's, those uh-huh. are, bad. like, you can't, it's not inspirational. Nope. I don't understand it. Somebody needs to explain it to me. Country, I just don't get it. Country's just going to hell, man. It's just I don't want to say that. Oh, just going to hell, man. I just I just don't understand it. You know, and, and everybody has a mindset. Like, what would you say some of the most inspirational songs all time? Like a song you listen to, it just makes you happy, puts a puts a smile on your face. Um, proud to be an American. Outside of patriotic. Songs. Okay, outside of patriotic songs. Um, Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. Survivor. Yeah, because it makes you feel like you can carry on. Or the uh, you're the best. Oh yeah, that Karate Kid. I'm, yep. I'm not. I'm not you're I'm the talk- best. Yeah, you're the best. Yeah, that that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Walking on sunshine. Woo! I feel good. That's a good upbeat song. Yeah. Would you put "Kickstart My Heart" in that? I like to speed to kickstart my heart. Cops won't pull you over if you're playing Kickstart My Heart, by the way. That's, Cops don't bike to a 103. Kickstart My Heart. Number one inspirational song of all time, Imagine John Lennon. I'm not a fan of that song. Oh. that's And not any of the remakes of it. I just, I don't know. I don't know why I don't get that song. I was a Paul fan, I think, probably. How about That's What Friends Are For? <laughs> Dean Orwell. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Through the good times. Through the bad times. Oh, my God. That's what friends are. Well, if you're going to go that route, then you got to go We Are the World, right? We, we are, are the world. We are the children. Yeah, that's good. That's inspirational. Mm-hmm. Sure. Somewhere Over the Rainbow. <laughs> it's a Beautiful Day by Michael Buble. Okay, yeah. You know, the 90s really brought us down. But the, yeah. We made very, us really sad. We were very angry. And just, I thought, it's probably more the heroin. But in the 80s, sex, drugs, rock, and roll, uh-huh. everything was happy. 
Yeah. I mean, literally want nothing but a good time. Because the 80s were uppers, man. I mean, yeah, there were some guys doing heroin, but a lot of cocaine, speed. See, that's the thing. You know what I mean? And then the 90s came and everybody was hitting that needle. If you learn anything from this show today, be pro-cocaine. Yeah. Not pro-heroin. Pro-cane is what we are. Pro-cane. That's what we call it. (laughs) (laughs) If you have to pick a drug, (laughs) pick that one. It's going to make you happy. Listen to happy music, inspirational music. (laughs) Now all you kids are on these pills that make you sad and angry. Yeah. What's up with that? I thought you were supposed to be taking these new pills to make you not angry and not depressed. Right. Instead, it's making everybody angry and depressed all again. It's gone too far. All right. Well, there you go. If you missed that conversation with uh, Scott Stapp, you can get it uh, on the Odyssey app when we post the podcast here after the fact uh, or thebaileyshow.com. And eventually, it'll be up on our YouTube channel at The Bailey Bailey Show, right? That's it? Yes. All right. Third round of headlines. And then we'll have Wolfgang Van Halen tickets for you uh, at the top of the hour. So about 20 minutes. I mean, you can line up now if you want. We're going to do Game of Tones. We'll have an interesting dynamic with Nikki D out, so we'll have our amazing helper this week, Jackie, the phone screener, mm-hmm. and then Connor, the sales dude. Yes. And they don't know what they're getting themselves into. No, they don't. Everybody that steps in here that tries to play this game, they want to play the game, everyone wants to play the game, they don't realize when they get in to play the game. you got to play the game. you got to play the game. Mm-hmm. It's fast. It's difficult. So you can pick one of us, three, to be your player for Game of Tones after headlines. What do you got coming up? We're going to tell you about a new bill that's reaching the state Senate that could be putting handcuffs on shop owners and what animal is on the attack. All right, two big stories from today. Get you a third round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's news. time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. Headlines, headlines, headlines. Uh, sponsored by Good Guys Heating and Air, 530-GOOD-AIR. That is their phone number. Have that in your cell telly. 530-GOOD-AIR. Best service, best price. That is guaranteed. No BS. Nelson, please. Is a new bill in California handcuffing business owners? Where the bills are saying that this is in protection of the employees, but it only protects the shoplifters. We believe this bill is going to increase the shoplifting. The bill introduced by State Senator Dave Cortese aims to prevent workplace violence by prohibiting employers from forcing their staff to confront active shoplifters. Small business owners marched on Sacramento from all over the state recently to protest this action. Yeah, who's this guy? He's an idiot. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, out of all the things that you could put together on paper, that's what you put together? Like, these guys, what are you doing? Well, in theory, he's trying to protect workers. Because you shouldn't be forced to have to confront a a shoplifter, should you? You're playing defense. Now, I know defense wins games, but sometimes Mm -hmm. you do have to put points on the board. Fair. So why don't you play offense? Because you've been playing defense and your defense sucks. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So, you know, you got to find a way to win the ball game. And uh, he's just, that's, that's not the answer. The answer is to do the opposite, is to do like a castle doctrine or a stand your ground law for business owners. Okay. Where, you know, if anything, it'll put the fear in shoplifters. You know, you hope that nothing happens. Right. Right. But it might take one or two times for it to happen for people to get the message. And right now the message is feel free, come in, shop, take what you want and leave. It's not a problem. Uh, But if you have the, uh, 
if you have the idea that, well, they have the green light to, you know, whip your ass or open fire. <laughs> like, And I don't understand it. I really don't. Like, if you... Now, I, I know there's a gray area of you being an employee and it's not your business. Sure. My mindset is more that it's your business. You yes. are the owner. You are the operator. Like, and maybe that's where you kind of meet halfway. It's no different than you owning a house and somebody breaking in and stealing. That, to me, yeah. is a threat, a threat on your life. If they're willing to come in and take something from your property, and by law, you can defend your property, anything that's private property, right? Okay, yeah. So- if they're coming in and taking your stuff, then what's to say that they're not going to hurt you? You know, they're in your bubble. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Same thing if you own a business, that's your livelihood. They're, they they are decapitating you. Okay. By taking your livelihood. They're taking right. food off your plate. And anybody knows you take food off a man's plate, you're going to get an ass whipping for it. Yep. So, I don't know. This guy's an idiot. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he stands for, but I don't like he doesn't stand for what you're about. He doesn't. No. I'm, he sits probably. I'm, I'm going I'm to run for whatever he runs for. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's not be ridiculous. All right. Second story. Quickly. River, river otters are on the rise. I started looking around and yelling out and the otters popped up right in front of me. Then they dove down and started going at me again. She continued. I could see the bites on my legs and knew I had been bitten on my butt. That is a statement from Crystal Finn, an actress. Hold on, on for a second. Go ahead. Did you? Could you not find videos? Did you put that in like voice to text or AI? That is what the new. That's what AI does on YouTube now. So people are making AI videos, and that's how they're delivering news online. Oh, really? So I did not make that. No. So if you can't get a a, a story with audio, uh-huh. they'll use stock photos or whatever it is. Yep. And then they'll just put it in and, and have uh, AI. And there, people are making. money. You want to talk? This was about river otters. People are printing money doing it, Jason. By supplying this these voices. Yeah, because... What so, like, I could loan my voice to this. No, I'm talking about the people that are just using the AI. Oh. They're putting those videos up. They don't even have to be news organizations. You're going to hear a lot more of that voice on YouTube. I don't want to like that either. Well, people are making a ton of dough and doing almost no work. They have AI write the story, and then they have AI voice it. Well, that's spooky. All right. Sorry. That was a report from Crystal Finn. She's an actress that starred in Succession for a couple of episodes, and she was swimming in NorCal... Uh, just outside of San Francisco, and she got bit by an otter on those, the bottom. Those things are badass, man. They'll get you. Yeah, well, they look cute, but yeah. they will attack you. Yeah. They weren't bearing, they didn't, she said they didn't bear any teeth, but they seemed organized. Her nine-year-old daughter. <laughs> organized. Yeah, her nine-year-old daughter had been swimming in another part of the river with her cousins, uh, and she had just made sure that she was staying away from those animals in the process of getting between the animals and her daughter. That's when she got bit, and so did several other people swimming that day. Yeah, they will, like, go after you. Yeah. If you're, you know... It, they perceive I, a threat. Yeah, if, I, if you're in their in their area, uh huh, they'll go after you. And they're organized. They're, yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, they're the mob. Uh-huh, the well, that's what I mean. They're moving in unison. What does that mean? They're the cartel otters. <laughs> the v- Sinaloa otters? They're very well organized, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do a uh, a round of Game of Tones going into a weekend. Everybody likes Game of Tones, where Nelson will have a category. You call me right now because you possibly, if you get through, can win these tickets to see Wolfgang Van Halen and Mammoth WVH at the Ace of Spades. A nice intimate affair on August 26th coming up here. It's the Mammoth 2 2023 Tour. So here are your players. Nikki D's out. You can pick me. I did not win last week, by the way. Nope. Nikki D won. It's a reset. 
you can pick our amazing Jackie, the phone screener, mm-hmm. or you can pick Connor, the sales guy. Yes. All right. Now, I think both Jackie, the phone screener, and Connor, the sales guy, are going to do fairly well in this game. I agree. They they seem like they, they, they're ready. People get psyched up for this. Yes. All right. So you pick your favorite action figure. I can take three people. And then whoever has the most points, what's the category this week? Comedians. Comedians. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. 916. Because Baby Man is a comedian. I was going to say, we're going to hear a clip of you from last night's. No, oh. no, no, no. No. Yeah. 916-909-0985. Again, 916-909-0985. Like I said, need some players. Get these Wolfgang Van Halen tickets. Game of Tones here next. Hang on. You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Oh, oh, oh. I know that sound. Hear ye, hear ye. Dost thou knowest thy sounds? Then venture forth to engage in a spirited competition of Game of Tones. All right, welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Nikki D's out today. There is Nelson getting ready to do a round of Game of Tones for these Wolfgang Van Halen tickets. Mammoth WVH Ace of Spades here on the 26th of this month. Uh, Nelson, with Nikki D out, are you going to not only run the game but also keep track of points? Uh, yes. Okay, because I know we've run into that issue. And I will try my best to keep track of points, but if I'm playing... I could very well cheat in order to win, and we don't want that to happen. So let me introduce our special celebrity guest players. All this week and last, I think even last week, she's been an amazing addition helping out the show behind the scenes. She is Jackie the Phone Screener. How are you, Jackie? Hi, I'm you, well. How are you're you? You're great. Is this the first time you've been on the radio? Yeah, it is. Okay. Very exciting, is it not? Yeah. To sit there and hear your own voice, it's like going to make your weekend. Kind of trippy. It's trippy. Okay. Would you like drugs? We have those. Nelson does. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm I know where to find good them. Anyway. You're right good. Now. Okay. You, Anytime during the segment, would you like drugs? He's got them. He's got plenty gotcha. of them. Yeah. And uh, our amazing rock star in our sales department, he is Connor the Crusher. I mean, if you're looking to, <laughs> if you are looking to be a part of the 98 Rock family mm-hmm. and you would like to advertise on any of the shows or just the station in general, you call this guy. This guy will give you a deal of all deals. He is Connor the Crusher. Hi, Connor. That is quite an intro. Thank you. All right. Or so big much. guy. You're going to have to speak louder than that. <laughs> Just get close. Right, get close Jackie back. was talking louder than you. I know. I know. This guy's like 7'3", 250, just ripped to shreds. Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. All right. Good. Here's how the game works, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Nelson has got a category. This week's category, comedians. Yes. Right? Comedians. Because he's trying his hand at stand-up comedy, I'm assuming. So he's going to play right. noises, sounds, tones. Uh, if you, when you hear it, you buzz it. You have to have a buzz-in sound. So Jackie, your buzz-in sound will be. Let's do yo. Yo, but you, I mean, you got to come in. Yo, yo, give it to me. Yo, yo, yo. There we go. <laughs> All right. And Connor the Crusher. Ta-ka! Ta-ka! All right, that's a good go-to. Mine is woo. All right, uh-huh. Rick Flair style. So when Nelson hears that, he'll give you the opportunity. If you know it, great. If not, you know, you're done. Uh, he'll count you down five seconds, and then you're out, and the rest of the uh, the, the room can guess. So now we got to find players. Jed and Lodi, how are you, buddy? Good, good. Who would you like, me, Jackie the phone screener, or Connor the crusher? Well, since I don't have Nikki, I guess I'll settle for Jason. Okay. Well, I know, I know, I know. It's, and I appreciate that. I'll take that. Hang on, buddy. Hang on. We got Jessica in Oakland. Uh, you can take either Jackie the phone screener or Connor the Crusher. Jessica, 
I'll take Connor. Connor, okay. And that means Sarah in El Dorado Hills, you are getting Jackie the phone screener. Lucky you. Perfect. I was going to choose Jackie anyway. Look at that. That's a sweet woman right there. You hang on. Don't go anywhere. Let me write all this down. I got Jed and uh, Connor uh, has got Jessica. Okay. Are you ready? Ready to go. Okay. Yes. All right. But sm- I mean, I mean, really get psyched for this. This is next level <laughs> stuff. This is going to be amazing for you guys. Okay. You're going to see how fast this goes here in just a second. Nelson, mm-hmm. please. Are you ready for your first yes. tone? Yes. Can you tell me then what this tone is? Oh, we're afraid to go with you, Pluto. We might get in trouble. Well, just kiss my ass from now on. Not me. I'm not going to take this. Warmer, he's a dead man. Marmalade, dead. Really? Really? You're not getting anything from me either. Wow. You don't know that clip from... That's what you led with? That well, it's a the wow. the premier college comedy of all time. What is it? That, that oh, is, go, hold on, go buzz in. Kaka. Go ahead, Connor. Is that Animal House? And that would be correct. Animal wow. House. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I take back my negative. Okay, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. I don't that. know about a lead with that, but yeah, okay. Okay. There I, we go. I could see how you I could see how you didn't didn't okay. wanna maybe lead with that one. How about then this tone? That's all we had when I was a kid, Robotone. Woo! Bailey. That's Chris Rock. And that would be correct. Oh <laughs> all right, now I'm I'm good. Oh, now you're good? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. How about then <laughs> this stone? I play golf. I'm not good at golf. I never got good. I never got a hole-in-one, but I did hit Whoa. a guy. Bailey. That's Mitch Hedberg. And that would be correct. Oh, my God. Dang. What a nothing See, Jackie, I told you. Now, here's what's going to happen. If you're not buzzing in and you start you're just gonna, you, go, you start floating and you're like, I'm not even going to participate. Oh, no. I need, I need you to stay in the game. I need you to stay focused. We I'm just, here. I'm here. We got a long segment here. All right, good. Okay. How about then <laughs> this tone? Whoa. Bailey. Come and knock on our door. You'll be knocking for? We've been waiting a year. Five, four, three. Two, one. I need an answer. All in the family? And that would be incorrect. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Five, anybody can get in. He's got two more seconds before he can guess again. Five, two, I, one. I, Whoa. Bailing. Three's company. And that would be Jesus. three's company. Mary and Joseph. I'm an idiot. Three's company, too. You see, like, when people get to play, they get glassy-eyed. <laughs> Look at them. They're getting glassy-eyed already. <laughs> oh, like 1975 here. I mean, come on. No, no. That was an 80s thing. <laughs> yeah, Three's Company was into the 80s. Jack Tripper. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to be happy. There's going to be some other stuff. There's going to be some other stuff that's going to come up. How about then? How about this tone? Send them home. I just send them home. Hicka! And that would be Connor. Uh, can I do five? Happy Gilmore. And that would be correct. Very good. Yes, ah. you can, by the way. Anything you say, you can. <laughs> like, you don't have to ask. You to just do. Where is he going with this? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was a little bit afraid on that. How about this tone for two points? Whoa. Bailey? That is Bloodhound Gang. But can you give us the song? That is... Animals? One, man, that would be incorrect. Like they do on the Discovery Channel. 
He's not going to say it in this clip, by the way. So if you don't get it now, Bailey, any other guesses? I'm going to kick myself. Uh-uh. You, you never no. heard this song? No. I know the song. I just don't know the title. Of wow. It. You've never heard that song before? I've never heard this song before. Yeah, I go. guess you're young. It's The Bad Touch. The Bad Touch. Uh, it would be The Bad Touch. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. So I got a point there, right? You uh, you get one point. Yeah, four to one, correct? I have four to one as well. Yes. All right. Jackie, you're- I'm, This is so Hey, welcome. To me. You please play. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> please play. How about this tone? Craig, I don't see how this helps us. I just want cheesecake oh, with a go. good wine. Okay, let's skip dessert and just get some oh. more drink. Okay, that would be Connor. That's, that's workaholics. And Connor, you would be right. correct. So if he's got a lot of those, that's all you, dude. <laughs> that, that Comedy Central run uh, for that. Like, not, no, it's not. not don't, you're already getting out ahead of it. You just. Uh, so you had three as company, though. I needed one of these. Yeah, he sticks with the <laughs> 80s. I'm in. I don't know what Jackie's wheelhouse is, but. Um, yeah, what, Jackie, what is your wheelhouse? This Let's, is so just not my generation. Well, oh, I mean, well. we've already covered 30 <laughs> yeah. years. I mean, well, yeah, like, <laughs> what generation are you? Yeah, what generation? All right, here we go. exactly right. How about then. This tone. Well, to tell you the truth, I was a little hesitant. Go. Yo. Oh. Hey, <laughs> Connor. <laughs> Zoolander. And that would be correct. I knew that one. Oh, Jackie. I know. No. But it's good to see a heartbeat. It's good to it's see there, it. It's there. It's there. It's promise. there. Here it comes. Oh, my God. How about then, name for us, this tone. We're allowed to have girls. In our dorm room, not girls, Gil. Whoa, Women. Bailey, Revenge of the Nerds, and that would be correct. Nerds. Score update. What do we got? We are so six to two? It's zero for Jackie. Sorry, yes, it is. And that would be three points for Connor, and then our fearless leader Bailey in with five five points. points. Yeah, so you're not far behind. Five okay, points. and you can still come back over there. Right. You can still come back. I mean, it's anybody's ball game at this point. How about this tone? And I say fluffy because that is the political. Yo! Oh, Bailey by a hair. Five, four, three, two. I forgot the name. Oh, and that would be incorrect. We need an answer. Go, Go ahead. That is fluffy, aka Gabrielle Iglesias. Whoa! Oh, that's she wrong. even said. She Not? even said. Oh, it's right. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I would have got it wrong then. I was trying to be. Who were you going to say? Oh, what? You're, you're, you're giving it to her. Well, that's what I thought I was doing. Uh, but you didn't realize that you didn't have it. Yeah. So it wasn't yours to give even. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm. <laughs> wow. That one backfired on me. Look at that, trying to be magnanimous. That's at, how it goes. Look at Jackie coming out of strong. How about this tone? Boo! Bailey. That's a... Uh, what do they call it? A, 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 a you think you know? Timpani. That's incorrect. There's a specific name for this tone in comedy. What is it? Anybody? Uh, uh, hi hat. We don't hear you unless you buzz but, in. Uh, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, Connor. Uh, uh hi hat. And that is incorrect as well. Jackie from Steel. A drum set. Bailey. Ooh, a drum roll. And that is a rim shot. Wow. A rim shot. I'm a bad radio guy. A rim That's what shot. it's called on every computer screen. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. That's how you would download it if you were going to put it in as a new file. Yes, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> how about this tone? I'm ready to go in, Coach. Whoa. Just give me 
Ooh, I'm gonna give that to Jackie, but she gave it. Well, she gave a wrong noise though, didn't she? No. I said you. I thought you said woo as well. Oh. I'll give it to you, Jackie. Oh, Five, four. Was it Robin Williams? I don't know. Woo! Uh, that'd be incorrect. Woo! Bailey for the steal. That is Dumb and Dumber, and that is incorrect. <gasps> Connor. I'm ready to go in. Oh, oh my just God. give me a chance. Any, it's open to anybody who buzzes in now. Oh, Connor. Waterway? No. Woo. And Yo. Bailey. Ace Ventura, oh. Peck Detective. And yes. Oh. It would be Ace You're right Ventura. with Jim Carrey. Right. Yeah, Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey would be correct, but that is not the answer that we were looking for. How about then this tone? Oh, that's Connor for two points. Name of the artist, name Afro of the song. Afro Man is correct, and because I got high, and that would be correct. Damn! Look at the guy go. He's that's two points He's right good. there, Connor. And that just like that, Connor scores himself two points. Yeah, I've got six, Connor. You've got five, Jackie. A strong one, very strong. But it's better than zero. Yes, not as good as two. All right, you're right. How about then this tone? The numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board. Oh. 11, oh, 11, and most of 11, and then go up to Whoa. 10. Exactly. Bailey? I hate British comedy. Uh, the Office? And that is incorrect. It's not 10. You see, most most blokes... Clue for these two, a mockumentary. You're here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. He's You're on 10 on your guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to guess again? Where? I don't know. Nowhere. Shaun of, the, Shaun of the Dead. And that is incorrect. Mm. We would be looking for ours go to 11 on this. Put it up to 11. His spinal exactly. tap. One spinal oh, tap? No. But I would have only accepted this is spinal tap because that is the name. That's a good one. You did good there. Of the show. Yeah, you did good. How about then? <laughs> this tone. Come on, Morgie. Open up the door. Why don't you show Mindy where you tucked away all those little emotions? Huh? Mayday! 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 All systems overload. Fall back defense line B. Prepare for assault Whoa. system. Bailey? Morgan Mindy. That would be correct. I can't believe you didn't hear it at the very beginning. I I, I think I'm having hearing issues today. Are I'm not hearing the, okay? like, the first four seconds for some reason. I don't okay. know why. No, they're, uh, they're in. You guys know what Morgan Mindy is? Uh, the originator of the rainbow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Robin Williams. You yes, just said uh, Robin Williams. I know it sounded oh. familiar, but I didn't know that. Robin was Williams. <laughs> okay, was that his first gig? Uh, after stand-up, I think it was yeah. his first TV gig. Yeah, he was an alien from an egg. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's Mork for Mork. Mork for Mork. Mork for Mork. Nanu, uh, nanu. Nanu, nanu. Yes. How about then this tone for two points? Whoa. Bailey. That's Eddie Murphy. And? Wanna, I want to party all the time. And that would be correct. Oh, my God. It earned the song title. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's classic. <laughs> <laughs> I want to party all the time. Party all the time. Uh, I've got nine. Connor's got five. Jackie with a strong one. She's sitting on that one. Yes. Mm -hmm. How about this, Tom? Don't do it. <laughs> That guy in a little Whoa, Oh, Bailey. That is Tommy Boy. You're such a dominator. 
your woo is dominator. Your than my caca. It's, it's that's, that's strategy. What did I tell both of you guys? You got to have a fast buzzer. Oh, Some man. people come in here and want to do this game, and they're like, yeah, I, I want to do, uh, oh, say, can you see? No. no you can, can't. I, can I change my to just a caw? Yes, that's you fine. can. Yes. yes. Right. We'll allow that. We don't do that for everybody. We're we'll doing that for you that. today. How about then, for two points, this tone? I got the horses in the oh, oh, That my would be God. Connor. Still did it. Uh, Little Nas X. And the song? Uh, Five. Uh, four, yo. Old Town Road. Three. Old Town. You don't, get, you don't give it to him. Oh, yeah, damn. Yeah, he gets the point. Oh. You got to wait till he's done the five seconds. Yeah, oh I count down God. five. You I, will, I will say this. I'm going to allow you to have that point. Both of those points. Okay. But if you were Nikki D, I would fight it because that's not technically correct. It's not Little Nas X. Oh. With featuring. Featuring. You know uh, what? You're right. Uh, but because we got new players. You're right. I'm, I'm a nice guy. Then that was my that was my fault. Okay. I should have been better host. with Billy Ray? Ray? Yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus. You know what? I had that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I will give myself the whipping that I deserve. Ten to seven to one. Which means, That's, Connor, you could be the first guest to win. Not unless I end the game right now. Uh-oh. You could Wait, end the play, game. What are we right playing right now? Yeah. We're playing to whenever he tells me to stop. Okay. We got, we got <laughs> We've about, got a handful of tones. Left. We got about two minutes. Yeah. Okay. How about then this tone? Daniel High. Could you make me a woman? And that would be Connor. This is Doubtfire. Yes, it is. All right. Mr. Connor. The, end the game here soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about this tone? There's a way you can tell Asians apart from other Asians. It's by their accent. And Ka-ka. only if... Connor? Joe Coy. And that would be comedian Joe Coy. Okay, we should probably be ending this soon. <laughs> we do have 60 seconds, though. 60 seconds. Final 60 seconds. Okay, how about this tone for two points? Instead of one... Woo! If- Bailey. Adam Sandler. And... That is the Hanukkah song. And that would be correct. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is where you get. This actually is going to beat up on you. I apologize. But how about this one? Welcome back. Whoa. Bailey. That is Welcome Back, Cotter. These are teed up. I, listen, I stacked the backside. <laughs> These are teed up. I stacked the backside with older stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. I thought that I would be able to help you. How about this tone for two points? Oh, hold on. God, I think that's a yo that I heard in there first. Am I correct, Jackie, that you buzzed in? You're not correct. Oh, well, then it, it was, was then it is a caca that he started to get out, and I will give what that What about to a woo? Because I heard a hard... I, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, riding dirty. And that would be incorrect. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Bailey, for the steal? Woo? That is... Uh, I, don't, I really don't know. I know the song. That is... Rough Riders. And that would be oh, that's uh, incorrect. Oh, that's. If you're 40, I'll just have an Earl Grey team. My rims never spin. To the contrary, you'll find that they're quite stationary. All of my action and figures is this your up your alley? Yeah, but I don't know the name of it. Anybody can get in at this point. Why is this con? What does it have to do with comedian? You're not listening. Oh. Yeah, I'm not going to give you the points out. I will not give you those points because it took you too long. It would be Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, and white. what? And nerdy. Oh. Also, you didn't buzz in, by I the way. So, no, I'm so sorry. Well, with that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> too much power. There's I'm too s- much power here. I'm sorry. Well, you, you're down four. I, yeah. Statistically, that was your only chance to get back uh, into it because I only have solo points after this. And you needed done. that one. So 
Sorry. But you know the winner of this game, really. Jackie? Jackie. Yeah. yeah. Winner of the week. <laughs> winner of the week. I think we brought Jackie out of her shell a little bit. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just happy now I will forever know Connor's name because until yesterday, I didn't. <laughs> it was a problem. Connor the Crusher? <laughs> yeah. He better get back to his desk because his phone's blowing up. People are like, I want to talk to Connor the Crusher. I want to yeah. get on 90 Rock. Yeah. Let's get him on the show. <laughs> and Jackie's a rock star. She's, yes. Why, thank you. She's amazing. <laughs> Jackie will accept no help, by the way. Have you ever noticed that? If I could talk about her in front of her? I tried to paint her house the other day. She won't let me She will it. not let you do anything to help her. She's like, you know what? Sister's doing it for themselves. Yeah. I got this. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to adopt her for this show. I'm going to steal her. I'm going to find a way to uh, Yeah, we need to. Anyway, uh, thank you very much, both of you. Thank you. For thank playing. You. I hope you had the time of your life. Great, great time. <laughs> it was awesome. Jed, congratulations. You got the tickets to see Wolfgang Van Halen at Ace of Spades here on the 26th. All right? All right. Thank you. Yeah. Well, look- I, I, didn't, I didn't go with the string caller. I almost did. Uh, well, I understand. You wanted to go with Nikki D, and look where that would have landed you. You know, without tickets. So, anyway, have a good weekend, Jessica and Sarah. Thanks for listening. Sorry it didn't work out for you, but if you want to get your tickets and buy them, you can go to LiveNation.com. All right, give us a minute here. Hang on. Nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five. You want to get in before we get out? Thinking about this weekend. I know you're going to bring up this uh, tropical storm, hurricane. Hurricane, yeah. Upgraded. But uh, we were thinking about going to Santa Cruz this weekend, but uh, I'm terrified. Like, I'm not telling my wife this, but I'm terrified to drive over there. Like, there's little roads and the mountains and the twisty twirlies. It's not for you, man. I mean, getting down there was fine, but the way it sent me back when I took the kids down there was through this mountain road at night, and it was windy, and there were severe drop-offs. And if there's going to be rain, and you know, I know I'm a pansy. I get it, but... I know you can take, what, 17 and go kind of the longer route. Yeah, I think that's the – I don't know why my GPS didn't send me that way in the night, but it didn't. So I've been trying to convince her to do something else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why don't we wait on that one? Yeah, I mean, listen, Let's, they have ocean in, in San Fran too. Okay. Well, it's not, it's more like my daughter's friends here, so it's about getting out of the house and showing her, you know, the landscape and all that stuff. But Again, how about the majesty of the Golden Gate Bridge? There we go. Maybe we'll do it. We don't even have to go that way. Go 30 minutes up the street to Auburn up the hill and go uh, the American River and, and, yep. and do the hiking and stuff. Yes. That's uh, what I think we're going to do. So, anyway. Did you see that Taylor Swift uh, turned down the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah, because you don't make any money doing it. She's making tons of money right now, and I bet she's going to be tired after this tour. I can't believe that they don't pay these people to do it. Why would they? Well, what do you mean, why would they? Because they're, like, per- they're performing a service. But I understand the, the what they're saying, though. How much is advertising worth on the, the Super Bowl? How many go back, and I don't have the data in front of me, but how many singles did Dr. Dre sell after he was the halftime? I didn't know he had a single to sell. He's got all the Chronic 2001's got several singles on it. Oh, you're talking about old songs. Yes. Oh, I, I don't know the answer to that. Guaranteed his catalog got a pop. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I get. I look. You're doing a job. I want to get paid. You know, you could say that about anybody, right? In that, in that field. Yeah, but aren't but, like, isn't it misleading though? And maybe I'm off on this one. But they can't air. They can't air that music without paying the rights to air that music, which then in turn pays the artist, does it not? Yeah, but here's what I'm saying: is that you know, there's there's a lot of people. With the Super Bowl, you know, whether players, coaches, broadcasters, that you could make the argument is that they are getting recognition or publicity or whatever the case may be 
and they're getting paid. They're doing a job. Okay. So if I'm an artist, like especially if you're a Taylor Swift, she doesn't need the Super Bowl right now. Sure. Now, I mean, of course, I'm sure it would just help the cause. Right. Actually, Taylor Swift right now performing the Super Bowl needs the Super Bowl halftime show needs her more than she needs them. Okay. And I can't think of an artist that I could say that about for the Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, even ever, to be honest with you. Maybe Prince. You go back to Prince. Okay. Prince didn't need, you know, at that time of his in his career, which arguably is the best Super Bowl halftime show of all time. Yeah. And it wasn't even planned because it rained in real life during purple rain. Right. I mean, you can't make that stuff up. No. Right? Nope. But all the other halftime shows that we've seen have just been really not memorable. I mean, the the Eminem Dre thing that was probably the best that they've done in years. Mm-hmm. The Maroon Five thing was a was a was a wash. Uh, Justin Timberlake was a wash. Lady Gaga was good. Yeah, I thought the weekend got uh, didn't get a good enough credit for his what he did. I really liked his. Uh... Uh, that was too produced. Okay, you know, coming out like the video and doing uh-huh. the thing. It was just it was just too much for me, you know, and and they don't sing. So that's another goofy thing. Like, right. They don't sing. None of them sing the national anthem. They don't sing. Right. Uh, some of them do. The most famous national anthem was recorded ahead of time because Whitney wanted to make sure that it got done right. Right. That was not live. No, that wasn't. But then because she felt like she had a chip on her shoulder, she made sure and did it at another event like a, a couple of months later. Where she did do it live. Did she do it like at the inauguration or something? Or is that what it was? I think you're right. Yeah, something like that. She mm-hmm. did it. Yeah, because she was like, you know, that sucked that I didn't do it live. Yes. But I want to do it and live. And I can do it live. But the the acts are not allowed to do it live. And it's not has nothing to do with the acts. Actually, I think it does a little bit mm-hmm. because they're afraid of what they're gonna say. Yep. Uh, or some of them are what they're gonna say, especially if it's a controversial, quote unquote controversial <laughs> artist. Right. But they do it so there's no errors. Yes. There's no flaws in the production. And they can have, you know, there's, they're not going to have an issue of, oh, your mic, somebody forgot to put batteries in your microphone. Oh, can you imagine? Or something to, to that effect, which I understand from like a production standpoint. I get it. But from a fan standpoint, you know, it's like, you know, you kind of want to see it live, right? Yeah. The Beyonce one was pretty iconic just because it looked like she shut the lights down. I thought that one was not good at all. Oh, you didn't like that? I, be Look, I, look. Here's here's my philosophy on the Super Bowl halftime show. First and foremost, it has I think that it has to be from an artist from the city that's hosting the Super Bowl. Okay, I can get behind that. Okay, so that makes it unique. Second, there has to be a collaboration. The best wrestling matches are the run-ins with a guy that you haven't seen in that promotion forever, right? Yep. Oh my god, he just showed up. Okay. It's the same thing. That's why I always say the best collaborative Super Bowl halftime show of all time, in my opinion, I believe it was 2001. You had Aerosmith, you had Nelly, you had NSYNC, and you had Britney Spears. Oh, that was a good one. Okay. And the way that they mixed everything together was good. Yes. But when you get an artist that just comes out and does it by themselves, like you're really – the whole idea of the Super Bowl halftime show is to is to attract – a non-football audience. You're not doing the Super Bowl halftime show for the football audience. That's no. what the Super Bowl is all about. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you have your P1s, right? You you have you have me. I'm going to watch the football game for the football game. Now you've added an extra element to the Super Bowl, which is the gambler. Mm-hmm. Because gambling has become, you know, more accepted in different states. Not right. here in California, unfortunately, as far as sports book. But most states you can get it. You can still go online and you can find sites in anyway. Blah, blah, sure. blah. So you have that aspect of it. That's why you have gambling sites advertising. DraftKings, right. we're not allowed to get into it in California. They block us. But in states that you can gamble, like literally you can take your laptop to probably Nevada and do your gambling in a, in a right across the state line in a in a, in a parking lot. As soon as you cross the state line. As soon as you, because it'll, yeah. it'll read your location. Because that's where I'm from. There is uh, a sports book in Iowa. I live right on this, the line of Nebraska and Iowa. So just on the bridge over the Missouri, you can start betting. But that's, you know, the, the football fan is a small portion of it. The betting fan is a small portion of it. The biggest portion of it are the people that don't care. Those are the ones you want to get during the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, and then you have the I'm watching just for the commercials. Uh huh. So you have those three different kind of types of people for the Super Bowl. But the biggest piece of that pie are the ones that don't care. Yes. That don't. That just don't give a damn. I mean, remember, put it into perspective. The Super Bowl is a huge broadcast, television, ratings, revenue getter. Right. That's why these different networks pay. Out the kazoo for the for the money, right? Yes. But in the whole scheme of things, the Super Bowl is not the number one most watched sporting event. It's soccer, right? right? Like the big soccer events because it's an international sport. Sure. So how do you compete with that? Now, granted, the Super Bowl is broadcast internationally, but there's people in other countries that just don't give a damn. You know, they look at our, you know, whether it's rugby or or, or soccer, they're like, what is this crap with the pads and the you're, you're, 60 minutes of football and you guys only actually play for 12? I mean, this is a lot of stoppage. This is the slowest, most boring game ever that I've ever seen in my entire life in America. So you, like, the, again, going back to the halftime show, you're bringing in an artist an art, or artist that are going to bring a different audience. You know, I, if you were to line up 10 people that have seen the Super Bowl before, right, you know, like in their late 20s to mid-50s, and say, ask him about the Super Bowl halftime show. Say, ask him, would you rather see a surprise guest with the guest or just the guest? I would say 100%, 100% of them would all say, I want to see a surprise guest. Surprise guest. Because yes. you know what is great about surprise guests? Surprises. surprises. Everybody yeah. likes surprises. I was like, am I not going to get this right? I feel like the easy answer is surprises. Everybody likes surprises. <laughs> So that's why you got to bring in a surprise. You know, that's why, you know, and another thing is that's why you see these artists on tour. Jelly Roll is doing a great job. Taylor Swift does a great job of this. When they go into the different cities, they have a surprise. The Foo Fighters are the masters of this. Oh, yeah. They just brought out, they just did a bit with Michael Bublé. I think they were in the Bay Area actually doing a show. Really? And they had Michael Bublé in the crowd with a sign that says, I love Michael Bublé. That's genius. And nobody knew it was him. And there's like video of doing the sound check before, like they had, they had all rehearsed this, and and they the, the Foo Fighters start playing, you know, his big song, uh-huh. and, they, and and Dave Grohl goes, I don't know the words. Does anybody know the words of the song? And, I love Dave. And they put the spotlight on Michael Bublé, but nobody knows it's him. So he gets up and he does the Michael Bublé song. It was awesome. That's the good stuff. Yes. Jelly Roll just brought out some uh, guy from uh, that was on American Idol that he mentored. 
Okay. And he was in uh, Nashville or wherever he was at, you know. And he brings it. Taylor Swift would bring out an artist from the city, mm-hmm. and that was the gimmick before this tour, her last tour. Uh-huh. It was like, who's she going to bring out? And it gave, got people chattering. And you, got, you went to the show because you're like, okay, well, you know, who are the artists from this, you know, uh, well, uh, you know, from the Bay Area, you're like, wow, she's going to bring out Stephen Jenkins, Third Eye Blind, you know, like. E-40. You know, it, it, what? E-40. E-40, yeah. Who's she going to bring? You know, that's exciting. When she was in <laughs> Canada, she brought out Brian Adams. Oh, yeah. And she did Summer of 69. I forget he's Canadian. It doesn't matter if you like the artist or not. It's the it's the fact that it's a surprise, <laughs> you know. And even if you don't have the the headliner as the artist from that city, where's the Super Bowl this year? Um, then at least have the main attraction, the headliner, be the you know, and the surprise guest be the person from the city. Um, so that's that's you know anyway. But Taylor Swift says I'm good, thank you. I, I need to get paid for it. I don't blame her. I'd want to get paid too. Uh, scissors. What does it say? Sushi South Sack? Is that what I'm reading? Yes, Susie. 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 Oh, yes. why am I? This is how blind I am. I and it's not Jackie's fault because she's perfect. I read. I read. I read sushi, not Susie. No, Susie. Susie. South Sack. Yes. That's what we're... Yes. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of asses. Okay, a lot of asses going on there. What's up, Susie? What can I do for you? Uh, yes, my birthday was yesterday, so I wanted to wish myself a late happy birthday. All right. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Did no one else wish you a happy birthday? Yeah, a lot of people did. Oh. So I just wanted to uh, get on the radio because I've been listening to your show since you started. So. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I, I, I'm really disappointed. I would think one of your friends should have called us and wished you a happy birthday. Well, I'd like to apologize okay. Why? Uh, personally okay. to her. Why? Because I'm, I'm sorry. I missed something yesterday. What'd you miss? Susie on the text machine says, today's my birthday. I just wanted to wish myself happy birthday over the air. Oh, and you missed that on the text machine. I missed it so on that's the text. on us. Sorry. Oh. And I have been whipped for it. Well, Susie, uh, how old are you? You got plans this weekend? What are you doing? Uh, no, I don't have no plans this weekend. And um, I threw myself a little party yesterday, and um, I am 51. Please tell me. God, you sound like you're 21. Please, t- <laughs> please, tell, me, please tell me you didn't buy yourself your own birthday cake. Yes, I did. Oh. Oh, my God. This is absolutely horrible. Have you not heard? People are just calling up and getting food from Bailey all the time. Jesus, yeah. I mean, don't tell anybody. But. I wish I wish we would have called yesterday. I really would have bought your birthday cake. I feel bad that you had to do that. It's okay. Yeah. Did you buy yourself a prize? Yes, I did. I bought me some nice candles. So, some some nice candles? No, she, nice candles. Yeah, no, some, oh, nice. They're like mirrors yeah. with uh, candles. Oh, candles. Oh. Smellies. Candles. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. gotcha. Yes. Did you yes. tell, him to, tell her to check out your buddy? Pete shining soul.com S O L P D Vic. Yeah. He, uh, he's got a good candle okay. website. Do, uh, do you have a man in your life, Susie? Mm. Yes, I do. Oh, and he didn't throw you a party or buy you a birthday cake or buy you a prize. No. no. Is this your husband? Yes. For how long? Uh, it says since 97. All right. We got to get rid of this guy. We got to move on. Not much longer. What is he? What is what is he thinking? I mean, that's like the worst thing you could possibly do. Why does he not do this for you? Um, he took me to go to the vet though, because we had to go to an emergency. I have a dog that had to go to the vet. So. So your birthday prize was a trip to the vet. Am I understanding that? Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh uh, is this guy? It's just is, is this guy? Rom- crazy. Is this guy romantic to you? 
Um, we've been together for quite a while. So, so no, no. So it's, you get boring. It's, no. Yeah. He's probably cheating. I'd guess. Oh no. That's what happens when the romance leaves. <laughs> She's yeah. just laughing. She's like, maybe he is. Or you're, or you're I'm cheating. I'm nervous, so I'm laughing. I bet you're cheating. You're one of you are cheating. Which one of you is cheating? Nope, <laughs> neither one. It's just uh, we've been together for quite a while. We've been through a lot of situations and being homeless for 20 years, and oh I got God. my apartment now. And uh, next month will be a year I've been in my apartment. That's fantastic. How'd you get back on your feet? Uh, it took a lot of faith and a lot of keeping myself strong because of going through a lot of problems and everything along the way. Yeah. Well, you sound like a, a, a like you're doing well. That's great. I'm really upset about this birthday thing, though. Okay. We remind me next year. Like, give me a heads up, and I'll throw you a party. Oh yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Okay. You sure he's not cheating on you? Nope. <laughs> Have you ever wanted nope. to cheat on him? Nope. Yeah. He just likes playing a lot of video games. He plays Call of Duty all the time. Can't um, blame a guy for that. Uh, well, yeah, she can. No. He should be spending time with Susie. Sushi Susie. Uh, <laughs> it's actually Susie. So. No, I know, but you're now Sushi Susie. Yeah, that's how I was going to remember you. I'll always remember you. That's fine. Well, well, in high school, I went by Sweet Susie, so. Sweet. So, well, I didn't sweet go to high school. Sweet Susie Susie. Sweet Susie Susie. She's seeking by the seashore. Sure, with the seashore. How often do you guys make love? Once a week? Twice a week? No. He's busy playing video games. Oh, well, there's that's uncalled for. I play a lot of video games, but I can get the pipe out, you know? So, what? What's, what like, no, you not even once a week? No. Uh, once a month? No. Ever? Occasionally. What do you do? I spend a lot of time doing other things, like trying to get my apartment together, and um, I volunteer at the library and things like that. Okay. I'm just saying. You know, what does he do? Well, we know what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Video games. Got another call of. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, look, happy birthday. I'm sorry that it's not the bestest birthday ever, but sounds like you're going to make it. Make it go. I wish I had something to give you. I don't have anything to give you. I got a peanut it's butter okay. jelly sandwich. That's about it. It's a good it's peanut okay. butter and jelly sandwich his wife makes. All right. Well, thanks for listening, Susie. Call back anytime and happy birthday. Thank all right. You. Thank you. All right. Thank you. We'll see you. That's horrible. I'll tell you what, if that were me, I'd divorce that. I, like, I, yeah. could, I couldn't be in that spot. I'd have to, I'd have to go to Rach and say, look, you got to put down that joystick and throw the kids some 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 loving <laughs> slinging over here baby <laughs> you know what i mean yes that's absurd all right fourth and final uh final round of headlines what do you got hillary is heading to california but will sacramento be affected and it's almost time to try and light that beam again all right two big stories from today get your fourth and final round of headlines here in a minute here. stand by for news 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 news, news. it's time for today's top two Fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. That is goodguysheatingcooling.com. Best service, best price. That is guaranteed. That's no BS. Nelson, one last time for Nikki D. Hillary is on her way to California. We can tell you by the end of this weekend, the coast could be seeing high surf over seven, possibly eight feet on southeast and south-facing beaches. 
Hurricane Hillary has been strengthened to a Category 4 storm early this morning, but is expected to weaken before making landfall in California. The National Weather Service has warned the system was expected to bring significant impacts to the southwest this weekend into early next week. The National Hurricane Center issued a tropical storm watch for parts of Southern California for a first uh, a first for this part of the United States. It says if the system makes landfall in California as a tropical storm, it will be a rarity. The last time this happened in the past century was in uh, Long Beach in 1939. What we can expect. Jesus, I was going to say this is odd, right? Yes, very. Yeah. And so what we can expect here, if anything, is higher humidity and then a, p- a possibility at rainfall into late next week. Well, I could use some rain. I need some rain. Uh, they'll take some rain. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to blame me for this. You brought the, the I hurricanes. brought this, all, you know, coming yeah. from, you know, the yes. East Coast and I all do. the time in Florida and all that stuff, the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that the other day. I'm going, what? That's not normal. Hurricanes don't hit the West Coast. No. That's the honest thing ever. Yeah, but I believe we are in El Nino as well this year. It's, you know, that thing that. Yes. That it rears its head, what, every four or five years or whatever it is. And hurricane season is June to November. June through November. Okay. So that's 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 prime time for hurricane season. And then does it like, see, I'm from Tornado Alley. So does it like tornadoes move up through those months? Like June is always at this part of the world and then by November it's up to this part of the world? No, it, it just all depends. Um, usually August, September, uh, the memory serves for uh-huh. the big hurricane months sure you know so i know that anytime like if i were planning a trip or, or something like that especially the caribbean or what it would make sure i'd try to dodge those times sure those months you know you get the tropical rain all the time you know like i'd rather do hurricanes than earthquakes i'd rather do hurricanes and tornadoes but i can remember when i was a kid and i moved to florida for the, you know for the first time and, and we had our first hurricane and i was freaking out i was like 11 years old and i'm you know putting tape on the windows and all this stuff and getting batteries, you know, they get you. They freak people out. If you're not used to it, just like, you know, I'm not used to, you know, earthquakes or anything, natural disasters out here. Yes. If somebody tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. But, I, you know, what you get with the hurricanes, if people aren't used to it, you make sure you've got water, make sure you've got, <laughs> you've got tape, and make sure you've got batteries. Those are like the three <laughs> big things that you're supposed to have. And then non-perishable items because you could be going days without food. Okay. So people would load up on me, would load up on pork and, you know, pork and beans and <laughs> tuna and things like that. And then it was always, you know, that's why you never see people bail from from cities. That's why so many people, well, not the sole reason, but people sure. are left behind like a Katrina and stuff cuz it's never they're never what the the meteorologist says they're going to be. Got it. Uh, it always is less. So you just don't believe it. You don't believe it at all. Mm-hmm. And then what you have is a pantry full of porks and beans and <laughs> Things that you're never going to spam. You've got batteries to last you for the next 30 years. <laughs> and you just continue to con- compile all these things every time a hurricane comes. So, all right, second start. Well, it's still months away, but people are ready to light the beam. Look toward the sky, light the beam now. Tell them, light the beam, light the, light the beam now. You can tell them, you can tell them, light the beam now. That's our local artist there. He went viral when he wrote his Light the Beam song as he were getting ready to make, hopefully, a deep run into the playoffs. It did not net us a championship, but maybe this year it's going to be different as they take on, to begin the season, the Utah Jazz in Utah on October 25th. That will be their uh, tip-off for the 20, uh, 23-24 season of the Sacramento Kings. 
You can expect a three-day a three-day game trip against the Golden State Warriors, November first, fourth, and uh, November first. Then November fourth and sixth, two games against the Houston Rockets. Who's got the Christmas game? The Christmas game is that's always you know that's like the the equivalent to NFL's Thanksgiving game. The final road trip is on the twenty sixth, so they'll play the twenty second. One game against the Phoenix Suns and one against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and then the twenty sixth and 29th, their final road trip with one game against the Trailblazers and one game against the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, let's let's, let's football season. Let's take football first. Let's get through football season. Then we can uh-huh. talk basketball. Football. We haven't gotten to football yet. All right. Last minute calls, comments, concerns. I know Dinosaur Mike is waiting patiently. Got some others coming in. Lucky you, by the way, if you call this show. Not because of us. Because of Jackie, the phone screener. Yes. And I'm hoping this isn't the last day with her. But you get to hear Jackie's voice. And you get to talk to Jackie. Mm-hmm. Sweetest person in the world. 916-909-0985. You can also get on the text machine. Same number. If you got something, we'll get to it. If not, roll some credits and get out of here for a weekend. Yeah. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Nikki D out today. She'll be back on Monday. And there is Nelson. Dinosaur Mike. Dinosaur Mike. Dinosaur Mike. Dinosaur, dinosaur, dinosaur Mike. Hey, buddy. Thanks for hanging on for so long. How are you? I'm all right. How about you guys? We're good. That's the most pep I've heard in him in a long time. I was just going to say you sound sad. No, no. You got to really listen. All right. Say it again. How are you, Dinosaur Mike? I'm good. How about you guys? See, well, that's that, even better. That's even better. Yes. He's on fire there. I think maybe <laughs> we just sit here and ask him how he's doing until. <laughs> what, happened? what happened to Nikki D? Oh, you didn't hear? No. Oh, uh, she got that, you know, thing. The corona? No. no. God, no. It's worse. She oh. Got some kind of uh, thing downstairs. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah, like girl stuff. Like, like she's. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Okay. She's uh she's you just said girl stuff. She, she's what is it? She's colon she's, cancer? No, no, it's Jesus. not it's, it's not that it's not that rough. It's uh it's something that's uh sexually transmitted. Oh. Do you know about that stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think it is? Mm, AIDS? No. Oh my god. That's all he knows is AIDS and colon cancer. <laughs> now she got some very rare thing that puts uh, extra nipples on her body. Oh no! <laughs> they, okay. She can have them frozen off though. Yeah, she's. We're gonna. We're working with a plastic surgeon <laughs> and a dermatologist, okay. and they're gonna freeze them. <laughs> they're gonna put. Okay. So you should call back on Monday and ask how her nipples are. Okay. Yeah. Just because I mean she's she needs she needs support from everybody. And everybody should go to social media and ask her, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing this weekend, Dinosaur Mike? Uh, probably going to go visit family yeah. and listen to my uh, new CDs. Whoa. What'd you get? What kind of new music you got? Well, I got Bush, 16 Stone. Okay. Not, nice. Not new, but a classic. It's a great album, yeah. Yeah. And I got a bunch of Journey. Like yourself some Journey. Love yourself some Journey. Bush, 16 Stone, I remember... Where I was at, when it was at, and when I got that album and Soul Asylum's Grave Dancers Union. I got it at the same time, same record store, Sarasota Square Mall. Oh, that's yeah. cool. One of my favorite albums. You were not alive when it happened. 
Have you ever seen Bush um, perform? No, I haven't. Oh, they're awesome. But I have, but I have seen the video for Machine Head. Yeah, it's really good. It's Gavin Rosdale's the true rock star. So anyway, yes. all right. Well, you got your guitar handy before I let you go. Uh, yeah, I'm downstairs. It's in the living room. Okay, what does we that don't, mean? That, that means nothing. We haven't we, been, we've never been to your house, so I don't know how close that is. Oh, uh, it's close. Okay. You got to be prepared when you call. You got to have your guitar in hand. All right. All right, you ready? Yep. All right. You want to do Bush? I know you know Bush. You lie like I lie. Yeah. He goes, yep, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Three, two, and dinosaur Mike. That's that's amazing. That's so good. Okay. All right. Dinosaur Mike, uh, have a good weekend, and uh, let us know if you need food, all right? Okay, I will. Thanks. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. We'll see you. Dinosaur, dinosaur Mike. Mike. Dinosaur Mike. Dinosaur, dinosaur, dinosaur Mike. Roar. Roar. See uh, this big pickleball entertainment complex they're putting in in Roseville? No, my I house. Yeah. I bet you're excited about it because you love how it's taking over your favorite sport. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, th- this is the uh, fastest growing sport in the world right now, pickleball. I've never played it. And I'm a tennis player. And tennis people hate the pickleball world. It doesn't look like it would translate. What? It looks like a dumbed down version of tennis. It's like. That's why it does translate. It's, but I, what I mean is like, I would think you would want to go too intense as a tennis player that you wouldn't be able to match that energy. So the problem with pickleball, one, it's loud. You know, if somebody wants to come up with a great invention uh, outside of the Mike Corcetti, but if somebody wants to come up with a really good invention for pickleball, they come up with a way to dumb down the noise because that's the problem with these. Like, this is a good idea. It's a complex. So I'm assuming these pickle. I mean, this is like a Dave and Buster's that they're Uh putting in. It's going to be a 10,000 square foot restaurant. They're going to have a a bocce ball court, fireplaces and outdoor TVs. This is going to be a place like on Friday, Saturday, because you can play pickleball and not know anything about the game. And like I see kids at the uh, Galleria, they got a pickleball Uh court out there playing all the time. It's like ping pong. Okay. Yeah. Right. You can just pick up the, the thing and have like zero skill. You don't have to have wrist action. You don't have to have hip action. You don't have to move all that much. You can hit the schnizzles out of the ball, and it goes nowhere. It's like hitting a shuttlecock, uh-huh. you know, on badminton. Yeah. It just doesn't go anywhere. So, you know, it's easy on the knees. You can play it for as long as you want. There's really no, you know, cardio involved. Is there, like, a big company behind this? Because back where I'm from, Omaha, they put a million dollars into a facility that you just described. Bocce ball, restaurants surrounding it, it's pickleball courts, it's supposed to be. Is that like the new thing for the 2020s is putting in these these in different towns? Yeah, because it's, I mean, they're smart. I mean, and they this, go hand in hand in other, like, have you heard of it as other places having bocce ball attached to it? And, and No. I mean, but that's, you know, like you got the Top Golf type places, uh-huh. the Dave and Busters and those types of places. I mean, this is just the, the latest and greatest version. It's called Electric Pickle. They already have... Different locations like in Vegas and Arizona and okay. Texas and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's it's really a brilliant – it's a brilliant idea. Sure. This company is very, very smart. 
let's take the fastest growing sport uh-huh. that anyone can play and also open it up to people, give people that are like professionals or want to be professionals. Because there's a lot of pro tennis players that either have retired from the sport of pro tennis uh-huh. that do this professionally. My uh, One of my old coaches is like one of the top 10 pickleball co- uh, players in the country. And yeah, it's 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 crazy, and there's money in it now. They have these big tournaments where how you, do we make money? Well, well, you've got to play pickleball. No, how how can I just capitalize on pickleball? Throw a pickleball tournament, okay, or sponsor a pickleball player. I just hate the name of it. I'm not any good pickleball. It just sounds so silly. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, weekend plans? You got anything? Uh, a baby man might try another stand up again. Another open mic. Okay. Get your brakes fixed from that guy that that guy that called in said he fixed your brakes. Oh God, yeah, I need to get that guy's number. Jackie's got it. I love Nikki D will be back from her trip to Hawaii. We'll have aftershock passes next week to give to everybody. Oh yeah, and it'll be like a you pick it type of deal, whatever day you want to go to. So, look, have yourself a great and safe weekend. Sure, you're going to be doing some drinking. Understand, I get it. But if you've had too much, please don't get behind the wheel of a car. I've lost way too many friends that way. And if all goes well, we'll talk to you Monday at 6. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening.